What the fuck is up, everybody? It is episode 29. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn, and I am joined by my stalwart producer, Upstate Mikey Norths, a.k.a. Mikey Whipwreck, a.k.a. the Crackslane King of Poughkeepsie, a.k.a. the Cumless Homeless Weirdo, Michael Harrington. How are you, Mike? As long as you don't call me the uh, beeline bully, I'm fine with it. I don't even know what the beeline is. It's dude, that one actually hurt. Like that's that that is uh, shout out to Special K, a uh, huge fan of the show. Um, mm-hmm. You know he he knows. It's the it's the bus line of Westchester County. They used to have fucking really bad commercials for them, and I hated it. Oh, and it's like, dude, there's nothing worse taking the bus in the suburbs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would imagine that's everybody has a car. Yeah, DUI is a rite of passage in the suburbs. Yeah, you have. A DUI, correct? No. no. You did crash a car drunk, though. Multiple times. I love the stories of people who have had multiple car crashes drunk and never gotten a DUI. Yeah. Like, how do you, how does that even happen? Well, I mean, one, I, I, I came out of a blackout, um, and the tree uh, was from, like, me to where this camera is, so it was just like, boop, boop. Like went over the mm. the I think going over the the curb is what woke me up and then the tree is just there and I'm like er and I like hit the hit the the tree um, so I I I kicked the 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 gear into neutral um, uh-huh. and I put my back against the tree and my my feet on the car and I pushed it off the tree mm-hmm. and then uh, somehow kicked it into drive and drove it home on a rim. That's pretty good. And that's how you get away with not getting a DUI. All right, yeah. Well, you were on a side street and you just hit a tree. Okay, that makes sense. Um, no, I mean, I have friends who somehow didn't get DUIs and woke up in a hospital. It's like... Yeah, I'm one of those. How? How? It doesn't make any sense. You know, I mean, well, you know, a uh, 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 statute of limitations is probably, it's probably about almost 20 years, of the, well, no, like 15, but um, yeah, I don't know, my dad used to be a cop, so he got on the scene before the cops did and had a conversation with the cop and was like, hey, you know, can Here, we... Here's a crazy story that I was told <laughs> by somebody who claimed their dad was a cop. I never met their dad. They were uh, a black family that lived on my block when I was 11, um, and this kid, Eric, told me his dad was a cop. I don't think... None of these kids look the same. I don't know. They had their mom lived there. It was like eight kids in this house, varying age in like tw- it was a twenty year differential. There was a baby. There was a one year old, all the way up to adult men that were brothers. And there was a couple of sisters. And some of them were cousins. And some of them were brothers. It was like seven. Ki- now that I'm thinking about it, holy shit! There was at least six kids in this house, um, and one mom. That was the only adult in the house. And I remember he was. He said something. I had seen his brother pistol whip a kid, his older brother who was in his 20s, pistol whip a kid when we were like 12 in the park. Um, Why did he have a gun? To pistol whip kids. (laughs) So he told me that his dad was locking him up. I was like, that's fucked up. Your dad would lock up your brother like that. He was like, he was killing people. And I was like, I just kind of believed him because I had seen his brother pistol whip a kid. Yeah, that's a lot. But like now that I'm thinking about it, if his dad, his fake cop dad, who was probably a ghost, had <laughs> locked up his first of all, I'll just throw this out there. They had one dark skinned brother of all the brothers, and literally the whole family called him Spook. 
<laughs> and it's like a weird thing. Because you're not allowed to call him. No, I was. I just didn't. <laughs> it would have probably been fine. Um, but yeah, uh, so I don't know if that kid was actually a cop. If so, uh, they live somewhere, you know, it, it's a weird thing. When I was young in Brooklyn, you'd meet, uh, uh, black kids and they would just have family. They wouldn't tell you where, just down South, just always in Brooklyn. I knew like four or five kids who'd be like, yeah, I go see my aunt down South in the summer. And I never thought to ask what state. I always assumed North Carolina because that's where Michael Jordan went to college. I think that's right. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Georgia is a pretty good guess, too. Yeah. I, I just had no idea. But so somewhere down south, I think maybe they were actually from Georgia. Um, this kid was killing people. This is what he's. This is down, what his younger brother told down me. Down Georgia way. Down Georgia way, <laughs> and his cop dad, his black cop dad, <laughs> from- locked him up to teach him a lesson, and then let him out and sent the entire family to New York. I guess I get one little murder. Your dad gets scared. He says, yeah. "You move to New York." <laughs> it was. It was a weird. It was a weird situation. That's bonkers. That makes no sense. It's the kind of family where they moved. You know when you're like a kid and people move like not far and then you just never really see them again? Cause you don't like if you don't go to the same school. Yeah. Like we were like twelve and they I think I saw these kids I hung out with them every day for three years. They moved we lived on eleventh street, they moved to eighteenth street. We lived on eleventh street and second avenue, they moved to eighteenth street and fourth avenue, and I saw them twice ever again. Maybe three times. And then somebody told me that that kid has a hunchback now. And I was like, that's a shame. He was like a good athlete. I don't know what happened to him. Scoliosis or something. Yeah, I mean, or his brother just pistol whipped his back broken. I See, I never knew. The only, I knew, there was a white kid I knew that, sh- they, were a, they were much older than me, that shot at his brother and missed him. And then they had to live in the same house in Sheepshead Bay. And I only heard about it. I wasn't there for that. And then they were like, they're like, yeah, so and so shot so and and I'm not gonna say the names, but shot at so and so. Yeah, or? and missed him. And like somebody was like, yeah, there it is. It's on the brick wall by the store. And it's like, all right, um, I guess uh, that happened. They, what happened that night? It was like, well, you know, he went to his girl's house. It's like, I just heard about this like a week later. I was like, but they like now just live in the same house together with their mom. Yeah. What was it over? Probably not much. Just some, like, lip service shit. So maybe, like, he was just shooting at him to be like, look, I gotta... You think you missed him on purpose? Yeah. Yeah, the kid who uh, uh, got shot at... uh, uh, Was he the one who did... I don't even remember. One of them walked with a cane and wouldn't have been able to get out of the way fast enough. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if he was the one who got shot, it would have been a warning shot situation, you know? Unless, well, the flip side of that is if the one with the cane was doing the shooting, you know. Yeah, maybe the cane was also a gun. <laughs> maybe it was. Wait, was that your, was the first person I ever smoked PCP with. Was your, was he, did you smoke PCP with, with the, the penguin? penguin? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, So we thought this was the six-month spectacular, Mike. Okay, well. 
Um, it's not the six month spectacular. I mean, not not quite. No, for um, us, kinda it is. Yeah, yeah. We've been recording the show, but the show is all released. What's the date that all the shows were released on? Though uh, the first eight episodes, three of which were, uh, what's it called? Because we, we were just gonna go with. Uh, 27 episodes is the six-month spectacular, but we were wrong. This is episode 29. This is episode 29 minus the three, which yeah. would be 56. The three interview, which were classic episodes, this doesn't really count. So it's 56. You know, it's 26, which is half of 52, which would be the six-month anniversary. But then we realized that we released all eight of those episodes on the same day, so it can't be the six-month anniversary that the show's been coming out. People are listening, going, these guys have, I haven't been listening to this show for six months, have I? Have I? You you've had six months. You've had more than six months worth of content at this point, but yeah, it's you true. haven't been listening for six months. No. Uh, so where 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 what what day was that released? All of it. September twenty fourth. So no, sorry, September 29th was the was the the release day of like the big dump. Okay, so so around March 29th will be our six, six month and we'll spectacular. plan a six month. Maybe we'll get the Ouija board in. And we'll actually have Adolf Hitler on the show. Damn, dude. Right? We're going to get DJ Weejay in here? Yeah. To do... <laughs> to contact Adolf Hitler? See so have his number? Yeah, we can get it. I think we can get it. Hell yeah. Um, maybe we'll do something like that. Well, we should plan a big, a big important thing uh, for this six-month spectacular. Um, it seems like a silly... It seems like a silly milestone... But considering this was started as uh, something that everybody thought I would lose interest in immediately, everyone, including Mike. Mostly me. Yeah. I was like, I only agreed to do this because I thought we'd be done by now. Yeah. Uh, Mike's like, I know Chris. He really doesn't <laughs> stick to much. And uh, I mean, whatever. We had a lot of ideas for the show that uh, I just didn't do. And I was just like, you know what? Turns out we're just going to do an audio podcast. We're going to do all sorts of things with video. Uh, we're going to mostly do audio and occasionally release video clips. That's... Uh, that's how this goes. Um, works for me. Yeah, it works for me. People seem to really enjoy the show. People keep asking me when the video's coming out. And maybe it'll come out someday. Maybe. I have all of it. Do you still? Yeah. Okay. It's all. Uh, it's actually all loaded to YouTube. Uh, you just literally like, just don't want to hit the buttons? Nope. <laughs> okay, well then. <laughs> I mean, I can hit the buttons any day now, Mike. Any day. Maybe for the six-month spectacular. Who knows? Dude, that would be a great six-month spectacular. We just release six months of video content in one day. I I feel like it would just be, you know what though? That would be embarrassing a week later if somebody just went to the page and was like, there's six months of video content here <laughs> with all two views. Because nobody has time to watch. <laughs> 50 hours of me ramble why do you even Why? what, what I don't understand is why people want video of this show it's just me talking <sighs> well, and then I, that yeah uh, I, I do need to point out sir um, hold on hold on hold now on. wouldn't this be better if you could see it folks hold on I'm getting there I'm getting there God damn it. There's so many. All right. You, sir, uh, have never rambled. Nope. Not once. Yeah. Never never once have I rambled. I uh, usually uh, I'll rant mm -hmm. and prattle. I'll prattle on. Sure. That's what I'll do. I'll prattle on, yeah. but I never ramble. I There was something about that. Like, I, there's a bunch of adjectives in the description of this show, and I wanted to make sure I was I got you for the right one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, we have to talk about some things. This week, there's a lot of stuff going on, so we have to move on, Mike. Oh, shit. Uh, do we have to move on right this moment, I guess Chris? we could keep talking about the six-month spectacular <laughs> and how great it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be spectacular. Uh, it'll be six months since we started doing the show. Probably have a white supremacist or five on because we've been talking about white supremacy a lot um, and how we're mostly anti it, but at the same time, we're enamored by it. Um, uh, we think uh, certain people call white supremacists are kind of pussies. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll say the Proud Boys. Some of them are just silly, the Boogaloo Boys, and some of them are terrifying. Uh, that would be A Man Called Rape, which you can go find the episode A Man Called Rape in your audio archives and find out why uh, that man from Adam Waffen. And we found out about, uh, what, was it, what were they called? The Order of the Nine Angles a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that more at some point. Uh, they are Satan-worshipping Nazis, um, which, you know... I'm kind of on the fence of if that's ter- terrifying or not, right? Because like people who are into magic and stuff are usually dorks. I don't know, dude. Aleister Crowley, kind of a badass. Yeah, there's some dude. Jack Parsons fucking invented like rocket technology. That dude believed in blood sex magic, Scientology, all that horse shit. It's all just comes from the same blood sex magic place, and those guys are fucking animals. Yeah, no, there's like. There's cool stuff that involves, like, magic and the occult and, like, all that shit. But a lot of people who, like, you know, whenever I think of, like, man, I think of, like, uh, bitches who are into Wicca. Yeah, but, I mean, like, those aren't, those chicks aren't really doing, you know, like, they, they just have crystals around their house. They're not really doing spells like that. But I think even most people, I always think of also the episode of uh, King of the Hill with the with the warlocks. Remember? No. And then all of a sudden, there are just adults that think they're warlocks. And then Bobby goes, wait, you guys are just nerds. And walks away from them. Yeah. Like, that's, I, I think there's a lot of people who are like, like, it's like the kind of, like, a guy who names himself Blade is never going to be cool. Right? Who Who is naming, well, yeah, I guess Curtis Razor Blade. No, that's his last name. Who is naming themselves Blade? I, my cousin... Lisa hung out with a dude named Blade, or that I never met, but she would say, do you know this kid, Blade? And you, I'd be like, no, I would never hang out with somebody called Blade. Yeah, but are you sure he named himself and it wasn't like... Yes, he certainly did. And it wasn't even like a... Gra- I'll give a pass for a graffiti name, because at least you're doing something to put the name out there. Did he name himself while stabbing someone? No. Then no, you can't you can't go by Blade, dude. I mean, whatever. You meet so many fucking weird people. There was a kid, dude. If you that got hung a... out with my buddy Bibble, who we call Bibble, um, we well we called him Bibble. That was an insulting name for for him. That was because he was a Bible thumper. No, uh, because this girl uh started calling him Bibble, and then we started <laughs> calling him Bibble, and then uh he didn't talk to that girl for like fifteen years, and uh we still call him Bibble. Um, but he had a friend who just had. Uh, live by the gun, die by the gun, tattooed where, like, Tupac had a tattoo. And it's like, wasn't a thugged-out guy. Did he own a gun? I mean, probably. He's from Westchester. It's hurtful. Do you own a gun? No. You should if you're from Westchester. This is very hurtful. I don't like this. It's easier to get guns outside of New York City. If I didn't live in New York City, I'd own several guns. Yeah, no, you guys, you can't have a concealed carry permit. It's a whole thing. 
But you can have guns. What am I going to do with it? All right, moving on. Mike, I was in Florida. First of all, I know you've seen my incredibly bronze tan. I look amazing. <laughs> I'm sun-kissed at the moment. I look great. Yeah, you do have very rosy cheeks. Uh, that's from the booze. <laughs> but uh, I have avoided the state of Florida for my entire life. It was my first time in the state of Florida. Typical Yankee bias. Um, yes, that's what it was. Uh, also, I think you know what it was when I was a kid. I would know kids who would go to like Disney World or in like Florida and like all places. And then like I, when I was like older, I know kids who went to like spring break in Florida. And I was like, you know what? I'm fucking sick of hearing about fucking Florida. Yeah, it's so great. I'm fucking never going there, Mike. Fucking never. And then there was a pandemic and my girlfriend wanted to go on vacation. And I was like, I'm not going to Brazil right now. So let's go to Florida. Okay. That was our choices. So we went to Florida. And I feel like nobody told me it was great. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's great. It's awesome. It kind of stinks. That's what's great about it. Yeah. Like, no one gives a shit about anything. No. I wore a sport coat for an hour, and a lady in a liquor store was like, you looking fine today. (laughs) I was wearing a mask. She didn't know what I looked like. We're indoors. You had a sport coat on. I had a sport. Were you just rocking? It wasn't even like a nice sport. We were going to dinner. But like, was it Miami Vice style with like the sport no. coat with the fucking shirt? No, but like a t-shirt underneath the sport coat. It was a t-shirt underneath. So the it was. Coat. Yeah, dude, you look like Don Johnson. Of course, he's gonna say you. That's look true. Right. She was old. She had that fucking raspy. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> she had that. Dude, we were sitting out. Uh, we we had a we had a terrace. We like a porch. We go walk right out to the beach from our hotel. Right, we were in St. Pete's Beach, and it was. It's. I I was just laughing because it was dueling smokers coughs. From two patios down this way and two patios down the other way. And I was just like, Florida's fucking great. It's amazing down there. We went to, uh, uh, we stayed in St. Pete's Beach and then we went around there. Uh, Every place is a crab shack. Like, you know how we have raised pizzas here? Mm -hmm. Okay, so they have uh, Bill's Stone Crab, Crabby Bill's, and then Original Crabby Bill's. (laughs) And I was just like, holy shit. They really did steal a lot from New York down in Florida, but that's fucking great. And also, everything just has seafood in it. Ordered a Bloody Mary, it had like three shrimp in it. Yeah. Well, also, well, that's that's Tampa. Okay. You know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah, it was the Tampa area. Because you're on, like, you're you're legit on the water in there. Like, you're not going to get that in Orlando. Okay. You know what I mean? Because that's a little bit more landlocked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it depends on where you go. But, um, you know, like that. You want to talk about another place that like steals that that six borough name? Mm-hmm. You know, like that South Florida. That might be the real six borough. South Florida meaning like Miami. I don't know what yeah, the like geogra- that, geography of Florida. So anything below West Palm Beach, really? Okay. Or West Palm Beach and below. Okay. So yeah, because just because old Jews and Puerto Ricans move there. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. Anybody who gets in trouble moves to Florida. Uh, I had a buddy move to Florida. <laughs> Temporarily, he got he got a bunch of money when his dad died. Moved down to Miami. He said he was going to change his life. Bought a Mustang down there. Just was uh, sending me pictures and stuff. Looked like he's having a great time. I'm taking a shit one day. My dad goes, "Hey, so and so's on the phone." And um, I go, "All right, pass me the phone." And I talk to him. He goes, "Hey, can you wire me six hundred bucks?" 
Now this is how much. This was a, he had a, he got a substantial inheritance eight months earlier. Jesus. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. He's like, I need to come home. This place isn't good for me. <laughs> Say that. Um, so I wired in the money, came back, and uh, never paid me back. Um, is this podcast just turning into you talking about old debts? Yes, old debts <laughs> and random people I've met. Because <laughs> it's... There's a lot of your friends I know who listen to this where it's just like, oh, man, they're going to get on that guy's case. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 300 bucks, compounded interest over time. thought it was 600 No. Was it six? Yeah. You said 600 at the beginning of the story. It was either six or three. How much does it cost to get back from Florida in a Mustang? Uh, he probably had well, to settle some drug. It was probably 600 bucks. He probably had to settle some sort of small drug debt. And what, time, what, uh, what year was this? 2003. I came back from Florida in 2010 mm-hmm. and it cost me under 200 bucks. He may have had to fix the car. Mm. Yeah, so 600 makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, nobody told me Florida was great. It's great down there. Nobody cares about anything. You can look like whatever. Fucking, we were at some, uh, we were at some beach, we were at some Boardwalk situation is just you could just kiss an alligator. That's a fucking attraction. What? I couldn't find a place to wrestle an alligator. I put it out to the fans. But on, you could kiss one? Yeah, baby alligators. Why wouldn't you just wrestle that one? It was too little. I that means you win. I know. It just <laughs> wouldn't have counted for much, you know? I want to wrestle a live size gator. Somebody was just like, Oh yeah, it turns out the gator bit somebody. I'm like, yo, dog, let's go. I'll sign the release. I want to wrestle an alligator, dog. I figured if I ever went to Florida, it would be to wrestle an alligator. Isn't that what you were going to do in Texas? I'll wrestle an alligator in Texas, too. Whatever. Find me a fucking alligator. Mm. They're, they're stupid, Mike. They, their brain's the size of a quarter. You're telling me I can't out-strategize it? With their brain's the size of a quarter? Yeah. Is that for real? I think maybe a silver dollar. It's either a quarter or a silver dollar. I'm going to look this up. That sounds... That's, I don't know how they could survive. What do you mean? They don't do anything. You know, alligators mostly don't move, right? Hmm. They, like, sit there with their mouth open and wait to eat. Uh, that's hippos. Alligators also don't move much. They don't do much. They don't need much. There's a video on YouTube of an alligator clearly not understanding what a cat is and backing down from a house cat. Because it just didn't understand what was going on because it has a quarter-sized brain. Yeah, it says they are instinctual living machines. An alligator's brain weighs only eight or nine grams and would take up only a half of a tablespoon. This lack of brain power means there is no such thing as a nice alligator. If it is hungry, an alligator will eat anything that moves, according to HowStuffWorks.com. Well, I mean, yeah, it would eat anything it moves that didn't have it in an (laughs) armbar. I don't think that would. I don't think that would do much because the alligator's arms aren't that big. It would hurt it. Do you think happen? I don't know. Do you, they even have joints there? Yeah, they got that one elbow joint. Mm. <laughs> Suppose. Um, but yeah, I fucking love Florida. It's like here's it's a crazy thing. Like I just you just go to these bars. People, there's a guy. Like people always say, like you know, you ever you ever hear that thing that there's like white people don't have culture? Yeah. I kind of like thought that because I was like, all right, like there's no like white culture the way there's like black culture in America, right? There's like different white cultures, right? There's like stupid Italians, 
drunk Irish people, stupid Polacks, right? Pedophilic Greeks, stupid Albanians, <laughs> right? Yeah. Shiesty Russians, mm-hmm. stupid uh, Croatians, right? Uh, is that a stereotype? Yeah, I've, I've heard Stipe talk. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Continue. I'm just saying, it's like, so you have these European enclaves, right? Fucking Norwegians, Germans, they're, you know, Minnesota Vikings are Norwegians. You know, you have all these things. And I was just like, yeah, maybe that's true. And then I went to Florida, and I was like, no, like, this is a culture. This is clearly what, this is the whitest I've ever felt walking around my chick, approaching the age of 40 in fucking, in a fucking shopping mall that's on a boardwalk where there's a Hooters with a statue of the world's largest chicken wing. I was like, this is white culture. There's a guy with a guitar at every bar singing something. That's culture. You know, here's the thing. Everything's open in Florida, right? Bars, full capacity. Beaches, full capacity. Everything, full capacity. We try to go to the Salvador Dali Museum, Mike. One third capacity. <laughs> Let us in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's indoors. Bars are indoors. Well, yeah, but a lot of them also have like tiki bar outside areas. I'm so. just saying, it's like literally people just like crammed into bars across the street from the museum that they wouldn't let us in. Yeah, that's wild. That has 25 foot high ceilings. Yeah, I mean that's because the that's just because museum people are fucking. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're fucking... gonna tell you. We're gonna tell you this. Uh, if you think too much. And you get the COVID inside you, you're gonna get your brain power is gonna get you all worn down. You're looking at these fancy pictures, and uh, there's all this perspective and shit. And you gotta you can't be thinking about surrealism in a time where you need to get real with this disease. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you think too much, it's gonna get right in your lungs, and then your brain isn't gonna be able to filter your lungs out. I was like, I don't fucking know <laughs> how you got to be a museum curator, sir. Uh, why are you telling me all of this? I just want to see that painting with the elephant with the long legs or the melty clocks. I don't know about the elephant with the long legs. I know about the melty clocks. Come on. They had a Van Gogh. I was actually more interested. They had a Van Gogh exhibit in the Salvador Dali Museum. Well, that doesn't make sense. Well, no, it's like a, it's on loan. They have like some pieces. I like Van Gogh paintings. My girlfriend likes the Salvador Dali paintings, right? You know, because he's a fucking paisan, you know? Mm. So they just trade? What a fucking cuck you got to be to cut your fucking ear off for abroad. Was it for abroad? I thought it was for a kidnapping. No, it was for abroad. Wasn't it for like a chick he was in love with? No, I thought it was a kidnapping. He got kidnapped? Yeah. I thought he died penniless, Van Gogh. Yeah, but I thought his family had money. I'm going to look into that. I don't think that. so. Look it up. All right, but first I want to show these long-legged elephants that I didn't think existed. Because that's a horse. Well, that's a horse, and there's elephants yeah. behind there the horse. There is some elephants in there. There's some titties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Here's uh, the thing. Salvador dope. Dali, I went to see, they had an exhibit at MoMA mm-hmm. years ago, and it was the first thing I went to where I was like, oh, it's like worth going to an art museum. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the paintings look different up close than they look like in a book. You know what I mean? Like, there's texture to them, and they're fucking dope when you go check them out. Yeah. It's like worth going to a thing. You know what I mean? Sure. I sound as dumb as that fucking hillbilly museum curator. I was just... <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. I don't... I don't... I was I, just talking... That was a real guy. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I bet. I don't fuck with art, dude. 
I don't like you're talking to the wrong guy for me to understand like oh perspective and depth and fucking like seeing the brushstrokes yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. no that shit's gay. Yeah, I thought that too until I went to this moment thing with fucking some people who dragged me to it and I was just like I don't know art's kind of gay and they were like come on we're gonna go and get drunk and shit and I was like oh that sounds good and then I fucking went and I was like oh this is pretty dope. And now I fuck with art museums. You know. Hmm. What'd you look up? You look up this Van Gogh thing? How he lost the ear? Yeah. Wasn't it over some chick? I don't know. I, I'm. I. This is like a whole essay on, it and it's like, dude, just get to the fucking point. How? What happened with the ear here? Uh. Yeah, that should be the top result. Like, if you go, what's up with fucking Van Gogh's ear or something? It should be like over a chick, or like many people believe it to be over a chick. Turns out it was actually a ransom. Uh, it was a fit of dementia. He threatened his friend with a knife before turning it on himself and mutilating his earlobe. Afterward, he allegedly wrapped the ear and gave it to a prostitute at a nearby hotel. Mm. And he was like, so, talk dirty to me, baby. <laughs> I hate that that worked. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't... Apparently, he just went crazy. I want to see the Dutch Masters though. That sounds dope. What I don't know. What do you mean? The Dutch Masters? They were like like Rembrandt and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what makes you want to see that? But you don't fuck with art. I don't know because it just sounds awesome. Like there's like look all all these fucking pay, uh, Vermeer, right? Fucking Pendulette made a whole movie about uh, that dude Vermeer. And how he could make photorealistic paintings. And they fucking did this whole crazy thing where they, uh, this guy built a machine to fucking, what's it called? Tim's Vermeer is the name of the movie. And uh, it's, it's a fucking bugged out thing. They're trying to figure out how this guy made these paintings. And this guy invented this machine that he thought would be how the only way he could have created these things. And they... Literally just remade of a mere painting. Hmm. Yeah. I'm interested in that. So it's yeah, wait, it's, it's dope. Uh, but yeah, apparently there's this one museum in uh, Amsterdam mm-hmm. that is like it's just got all the Dutch masters and like yeah. You getting high in there? You dumping L's in there? See, because the Dutch masters. Yeah, that's that's literally where the term comes from. Like that, if you look on the box of Dutch masters, it's uh. Like the art. because, no, yeah, those those are artfully crafted cigars. No, no, no. It's, uh, there were, there was a guild, uh, it was the textile guild, I believe, and it was painted by, you know, one of these fucking Dutch guys. And, uh, yeah, it just had, like, that was the thing back then. Like, you would have, like, an artist come in and, like, paint you and your boys while you were, like, doing stuff one day. That is, that must have been fucking Awful. Like, everything you did for fun back in the day must have just sucked. What do you mean? Like, the best thing you could have in your backyard is a knife-throwing target, which is still pretty cool. But other than that, like, what do you... Like, if you... Nobody was into just, like... You couldn't just, like, draw a little. People, like, would be like, that's wasteful. You had to fucking be a fucking apprentice for fucking 100 years to fucking be able to draw, like, those guys photorealistically... Like, and it's just like, nobody even likes that art anymore. Everybody's like, that shit stinks. People don't like that photorealistic fucking, that time period art. People are more into, like, impressionist shit. 
Dude, that's only the last like 50 years though, dude. Norman Rockwell was still fucking that's getting true. paid like 50 years ago. I saw this Norman Rockwell painting that was like two dudes having Can you see find this painting from Norman Rockwell, two dudes having coffee together and tell me it's not the gayest painting you've ever seen. Okay. I mean, it sounds very gay. Dude, they're at like a tiny fucking table touching and like when I read the description in the fucking museum I was in I read this description, uh, and it goes, uh, Norman Rockwell painted these two, they're, they're jovial men, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, is, you're really just not going to mention that this is clearly a homosexual fucking couple? Dude, he does this a lot. There's a lot of paintings of two men drinking whole... cups of coffee. Okay, so the one I'm, that's the one I'm talking about, the one you have uh, highlighted. Oh, there. they're holding hands. They're holding hands. At the tiniest, that might as well be a fucking piano bench. It's so small. And it's just like, they're like just enjoying each other's company. It's like, no, they're just touching knees because that's the gayest you could get whenever this was painted in the 1800s. Like, you know what I mean? It was like the 40s. Was this the 40s? Yeah, Norman Rockwell was in World War I and World War II. Oh, yeah. Still, that's as gay as you could be in 1940. Yeah, that's true. Fucking this one. Pretty that's gay. the same two gay dudes. From a different angle, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a hand job angle. <laughs> Look at that guy. Look at Wilfred Brimley mustache's face in this painting of these. First of all, the other painting is the same two guys below that. Yeah, here they're fishing having coffee. They're fishing having Dude, look coffee. Look at them in a romantic ass robot run. Can we just say this? The coffee symbolizes hot cum in these Norman Rockwell paintings fucking clearly. You know what I mean? Like, these two dudes are, they're always longingly looking at each other, particularly the fat one. He's just really tuned in to this fucking mustache guy. Is all I'm saying. Yep. Norman Rockwell was painting gay men and just subliminally putting that in there. To fucking people. That first one. Go to the, back to the original the original painting. Like, it's doesn't it look like two men looking at each other and being like, we wish our dicks still worked so we could fuck each other's mouths. That's what it fucking looks like. They're like they're they're looking like uh, like they're telling stories about their gay escapades together. Yeah, just reminiscing. <laughs> yeah, that yo, dude, it's just broke back mountain for the industrial revolution. <laughs> 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 Fuck, how we get here? We were talking about Florida and how it's a. Uh... We were talking about paintings and stuff. Oh yeah, but I was just saying, Florida has culture. It's white culture. It's I mean, I'm eating fried grouper. I'm like, this is good. I don't know what the hell a grouper is, but like there's dudes walking around with just a sweatshirt and then khaki shorts. It's fucking come on, we got culture. So it's white culture. It's not stupid Italian culture or drunk Irish culture. No, it's white trash culture. Yeah, that's that's the counts. They have that all over the place. It's not just Florida. I never really seen it like that before. Yeah, it's because you've never left New York. That's not true. I've been to Bali. Yeah. There's no white people there. In Japan. Yeah, there's no white people there. Aruba. I, I mean, Chris. The Dutch are there. Okay. I've been to Bermuda. There's rich white people there. Okay. There's, that's not white trash. 
You got to go to white trash places to get white trash culture. Your Arizona's. I've been to Arizona twice. It's a little different. It's no, it's West Coast Florida. Mm. It's West Coast Florida. Tucson is way different than Florida. From what, what I've seen of about? the three days I've been in Florida. <laughs> yeah, what are you like? Have you ever been to Tucson? No, I've only been to Havasu. Oh, I've never been to Havasu. That might be worse. But Tucson <laughs> is a weird fucking place, man. Okay. Uh, I've been to Douglas, Arizona. That's very Mexican. Um, Phoenix. Yeah, but I mean, Mexicans, right? The Mexicans are, Flo- are Florida has Cubans, Arizona has Mexicans. True. Same okay. shit. That's true. I remember thinking Arizona. Was, I, I guess I just visited my buddy. Actually, no. I did see a guy pull a gun out randomly that was just talking to us about strip clubs and then saw the cop showed up and threw the gun back in his car when I was in Tucson. So maybe, yeah, it is a trashy place. He was going to shoot a guy, and then the cops turned the corner. Oh, you don't think you would see that in Florida? Probably I would see that in Florida. I'm telling you, Florida, Arizona is just West Coast Florida. I'll be honest. Yeah, like I felt uh, more in danger at any given time in Florida than I did in, uh, at a cockfight in Bali. You know, and it's yo Arizona is where all these motherfuckers from California and Seattle and all these other places go to retire. Hmm. It just is, dude. It's West Coast Florida. It's fine, but anyway, there's mad white trash places around this country, and they have good what they do. Fucking, you go hang out with Shane Smith in Utah, you're gonna be shooting guns and fucking drinking beers, like you know, in in you know. So how do we get to the whole white people don't have a culture? What does that mean? Because white people culture is white trash, and nobody wants to claim white trash. Why not? It seems pretty great. It's, I don't know. It seems pretty great. I don't yeah, know. But you're not, Everybody seems to be having a blast. You're not allowed drinking, to have pride in white things. You just say, but they're drinking during the day. They're eating grouper. I don't know what grouper is, really. You're just not allowed to enjoy Dog it. Dogfish. What? People are just going to the beach during the day. Smoke chain smoking. Ew. Need to get in a hot tub. Dude, this is what you were eating. I mean, whatever. That's what fish look like. Oh, man. Fish are fucking gross. I'm just saying, like, I think we got the short short end of the stick here. How so? I don't know. Florida's pretty dope. Florida's all right. In normal times, also, like, doesn't the Tampa area, the whole area doesn't have a last call, right? No, that can't be true. Look it up. Maybe it's maybe it's maybe they have a four a.m. last call. Does, Miami doesn't have a last call, correct? Mm, no, I'm pretty sure everybody has a last call. That's not true. Vegas doesn't have a last call. Yeah, other than Vegas, New Orleans doesn't have a last call. For real? I don't believe so. Um, do, 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 do. the city council will discuss change the serving hours from three a.m. to one a.m. Uh, for ta- for Clearwater. So, Clearwater does have a standard 3 a.m. 3 a.m. is still better than most of the country at 2 a.m. Yeah. So, I fucks with that. My buddy, when I was going down there, he was like, yeah, the one question you always got to ask when you go to a place like that is like, do they have a last call? And I always say this. This is going to sound weird to you, Mike, but I actually drink less when I'm on vacation. How so? I'm more relaxed. I just want to enjoy my, enjoy my grouper. Hmm. You know, I'm eating crab cakes. You know, I don't really need all the fucking booze. I'm fucking watching the sunset. You know? What's something else we did? I don't fucking remember. Um, 
Miami is 5 a.m. last call. Bars may stay open 24 hours, seven days a week in the downtown entertainment district. There you go. Wow. I'm just saying. He's like, yeah, and I'm pretty sure New Orleans is never last call. But he, my buddy goes to me. He goes, I go, I go, yeah, I don't really, I'm not going to drink that much. We're going there for three days. I'm going with my chick. It's not like I'm getting fucking hammered and partying at night. And he was just like, he's like, yeah, but it says a lot for what a place is going for. You know what I mean? Like the vibe of a place. If they've got a past 2 a.m. last call. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to this, but like, you you know what to expect. Like if a place is like, yeah, we closed, we, we made sure that we did one hour more than New York by doing 5 a.m. You're like, all right, well, we know what we're going, what they're going for in Miami. You know, it's like in Hawaii, they give you those flower necklaces when you get off the plane. In Miami, they just shove Coke in your face. They're just like, here you go. Here's a fucking silver plate. Shut up. But yeah, Florida's fucking great. Florida does rule. No. I lived there for fucking, dude, I lived there for two years. At one point, I had a You were in rehab. Well, yeah, I, was, I started in, in, a, in a halfway house slash rehab situation and then, mm-hmm. you know, eventually got my own place. But, dude, I had a place in Pompano Beach, literally on the intercoastal way. Like, there was a uh, dock out back where you could have parked a boat. That's pretty dope. Dude, I had a uh, bench press outside. Could, I like where you could. That's what docks are for, Mike. Are I'm there just, docks that you can't park a boat at? No, I'm just saying, like, you had the option, right? Like, I could have had a boat living there. Dude, we were in some, we went for like one of those dolphin sightseeing tours. And then it's like, you know, there's not like a lot. Of, they're just like, here's a rich guy's house. Here's a rich guy's house. Here's what's cool about this. And then they're like, this is the VA hospitals, the biggest one in the country. Is it uh, Veterans Memorial Park? Okay. Uh, it's this huge thing. They have their own like postal code. And they're like, yeah, see all these boats out here. These are live on boats for veterans that want to be close to the VA. And they actually have, this is what the guy goes, he goes, yeah, you see these boats, people live on these boats. And they actually have dinghies, and it's like their car if they want to go to the land. There's actually a McDonald's right over there where they can just they could park their boat in the dock and go to the McDonald's. And I was like, that's awesome. And then he goes, yeah, because these are like veterans that want to be close to the VA. And I was like, oh, that's not awesome. These are This is just slightly better than homelessness. <laughs> it was like boats that you couldn't – I'm looking at the boats, and I'm like, oh, you can't stand up inside this boat. And there's just – that's where we're – they're just floating tombs for the living veterans. It was depressing. That does sound very sad. But again, culture. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's that's a culture. Fucking, I was into it. Disabled veterans who are just waiting to die. That's a culture. That's culture. <laughs> uh, that is very fun. Uh, New Orleans bars may stay open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You were correct about that. This one is probably the most depressing to me. State by state. Uh, last call times. Uh, Michigan is 2 a.m., but on one day a year, New Year's Eve, they'll let you stay open till 4. Fucking, I was so mad when Cuomo, you know, Cuomo is in some trouble. Um, we talked a little bit about it on HSR, but uh, Cuomo's in a little bit of trouble because of, uh, you know, he killed all those old people and then didn't tell anybody. Well, you know, the state didn't hit him. I'll be with honest, good for him on not, not snitching on himself, you know? It's pretty smart. Uh, Motherfuckers do be snitching on themselves quite a bit. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, but uh, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, when we reopen this time, it'll be at eleven. I feel like you earned it. This he, is how I he felt. Said you earned it. No, that's how I fucking picture him saying it. Uh, 
I fucking hate this man more than anything in the fucking world. Just like, well, we had you closing at 10. We're going to give you till 11. Like, who the fuck do you think you are telling fucking New York fucking city? Yeah, don't, don't worry, sport. You're a year older this year. We're going to extend your curfew. You fucking dumb fucking. I hope they fucking put him in fucking jail. I don't even think he killed those old people, but I hope he gets fucked in jail for it. Oh, dude, if they put him in Gen Pop. They put, they're not going to put, put Cuomo. Cuomo in Gen Pop? No, I hope they oh. just put him. They just make him cellmates with fucking Jared Fogle. <laughs> Too old. In a minimum security prison. It's Too old, dude. You think, well, all right. Cuomo's too old for Jared, yes. Also, I mean, he'll start looking young. You know, Jared's been in there a long time. Also, I don't think I don't think Jared takes Cuomo. Well, I don't know. Jared has had fucking four or five years of con get bod prison, yeah, get and getting prison, prison raped himself. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he knows all the tricks now. Yeah. Yeah, he knows the technique. <laughs> he gets he gets sweep behind you and just <laughs> slip it right in. You don't even need to bend over to pick up the soap at this point. You don't even gotta, you don't even gotta tell him, dude. Fucking banana peppers are just coming with that rate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I was, I dude, I was watching legitimately yesterday because I, I've been, uh, I've had cable for the last like four days, so I, I was listening to a lot of the the channel one. Uh, they've been telling like the local news, and it's like, dude, I had to listen to the official like Cuomo press secretary, and it's like that guy. Sounds like the biggest fucking just Ginzo idiot I've Fu- ever heard. Pull it up. Uh, he stinks so fucking much. I'm fucking interested in it. But, like, yeah, it was just something so fucking annoying about the, eh, we'll give you till 11, you know? It, it just really felt like it was like, just, just say 1. Like, you're reopening stuff, just say 1 a.m. What the fuck? First of all, I'll tell you this right now. So when I was in... When I when I was in St. Petersburg, we were out at a couple of bars, and you know everything everything is closing at eleven there also. And I was thinking to myself, we're at a bar at like nine o'clock, and I'm like, this bar wouldn't be this crowded if this place was still on three three four a.m. last call, two a.m. last call, because who the fuck goes out at nine at nine at night? Yeah. So it was just packed at nine. Whereas like there would have been some people there at nine who would have gotten drunk and went home at eleven. And then people just started getting their 10, 11 to hang out for their couple of bar hours. Curfews are stupid. If you think curfews are going to not spread a virus, you're an idiot. All you're doing is ensuring the most people will be out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. And then make plans for the after party in their homes, yeah. which are even less ventilated. Yeah, which are smaller, tighter, and you're going to bring some strangers because there's going to be chicks. And then, like, there's going to be four chicks, and then, like, you're going to be like, yeah, we're gonna we're having a party over at my house. No, it'll be, like, six chicks. We're like, oh, we're going to have a party over at my house. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Turns out two of us are with dudes that we just haven't been talking to for hours. So now you got eight people in your house on top of your six buddies, four chicks. It's crazy. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Did you find this press, press no, secretary? Not yet, no. Okay. Um, well, we'll come back to it. Moving on for now, though. Um, you Nursing said- home date. Well, you found him? No, no, no. I was, I was, I was listening to a story. I wanted to see if this guy popped up, and I had the volume down for the thing. Okay, that's the kind of guy. I bet Cuomo's press secretary is the kind of guy 
We could spend an hour shitting on him right now. Yeah. Which we will when you find this video. Oh, here we go. There we go. Let's go. Bro, this guy is... Oof. All right. So this is uh, Andrew Cuomo. I have not seen Andrew Cuomo's press secretary. Because, you know, he doesn't shy away from the camera. But now that he's got his fucking Emmy, I feel like maybe he's retired. You know, he's the De Niro of the COVID era. I thought he was Pacino and Fauci was De Niro. I, I, he, he left it ambiguous. He, either one of them could Fuck. be either one of them. What did you do? Did I you just, just spilled beer everywhere. God damn it. Mike is drinking, for people listening, Mike is drinking non-alcoholic uh, uh, Heineken's. Heineken, yeah, Heineken Zero. Heineken Zeros. And he spilled, because he's out of practice drinking right. beers. So he spilled beer everywhere. But uh, yeah, Fauci... Uh, I don't think Fauci would be the Pacino. I think no, I think Fauci would be the Pacino. You know, he says a little less, but when he says something, it's exaggerated. I don't is, know. Is Pacino a New Yorker? I don't even know. I just assumed. I mean, De Niro's definitely a New Yorker, right? Yeah, I think I believe I want to say he grew up in Bay Ridge. Hmm. I don't know. He lives here now. He's got the Tribeca. Well, film he's got festival, the. Tri- he lives so in Tribeca. Like he, but I think he's a maybe he's a Lower East Side guy. Hold on, let me look it up. Maybe. I don't know. There's definitely something about De Niro that's like I don't know, dude. Like he made a Bronx tale. Like there's just something inherently fucking New York about him. Yeah, he is a goony Italian. What? He is a goony Italian, man. And that <laughs> always makes you think of New York. Oh, born in Manhattan. There you go. He has he's I think he is a Lower East Side guy. That makes sense. Right, because Mean Streets takes place in the Lower East Side, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I've only seen it once when I was a kid. Didn't get it. Haven't gone back. I don't think it's that good of a movie. It's not that great of a movie. And here's the thing. It's like any movie, and now that's Scorsese's first movie, right? It's his first hit. I feel like there was maybe one thing before that. Um, So a a seasoned filmmaker has a hard time making a movie that takes 10 years and crams it into a two-hour movie. So the whole thing was supposed to be about, like, a lot of his life, and it just, like, kind of mishmashes all together, and it's hard to do that. Mm. We're at six months of content, and this still sounds scattered. Oh, yeah. You know? And I'm a fucking auteur, Mike. Clearly. You tell pictures with words. <laughs> Bong! <laughs> like, the other way, you know? Like, tell a story with pictures. Yeah, you that's do how it. I do it. The opposite? It's like an audio book. This whole thing's... Wait, he's making a fucking Teddy Roosevelt movie? Sorry. Who's Scorsese is? I think so. Who's playing Teddy Roosevelt? I don't know. I feel uh, like I could play that role. Yeah. Oh, shit. Dog. Star? Leo? Really? Yeah, I don't see it. Is he going to get fat? Uh, maybe. Fat DiCaprio play? <laughs> Leonardo Fat Caprio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun. It's very, very fun. Um, why the fuck would they put his producer credits before his director credits? I fucking hate IMDb. It's so dumb. Um, oh, he's making a devil in the white. Just city. go to the beginning. That's yeah. what we were talking about. I know. Who's that knocking at my door? Uh, Boxcar Bertha and then Mean Streets. Okay. Were the first two shorts? No, no, no the first he made a bunch of shorts. Street scenes, honeymoon killers, the big shave, New York City, melting point. It's not just you, Murray. What's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? And Vesuvius 6 were all shorts that he made before. Uh, in, in, in between those. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Do you have? Let me let me hear this. Pre- Cuomo's press secretary. This so is not actually the press secretary. It's Howard Zucker, the state health commissioner. But okay. my God, dude. I the state health commissioner of New York. I haven't seen this man, but his name is what? Uh, Howard Zucker. Howard Zucker is going to be a fat man. Mm, I think you'd be surprised. Really? He's in shape. He's he's jacked up. I wouldn't say that, but he he looks uh, he looks almost like a scarecrow. Let me see. Let me see Howard Zucker. Okay. Oh yeah, that's a very thin man. Mm. Yeah. Um, you want to? You want to? I'm gonna put your box. He so looks like can... Fredo from Goodfellas. <laughs> from Godfather. Yeah. Godfather. Sorry. I'm going to put you up in the same box as the Oh, uh, I want to also I'm also going to peep the sign language because we've talked about sign language interpreters and like obviously like you know there's the famous ones but every time we look at a video with a sign language interpreter and now first of all I'm just going to throw this out there. The deaf don't care what's going on in the news. They don't. <laughs> like, do we have to have a sign language interpreter for everything? The deaf don't care. I would think that's one of the good parts of being deaf. You're fucking isolated from all this horse shit. Fuck. Let me hear this guy. God damn, Chris. What the fuck? I gotta hear him. Make the decisions based on the information that you have at the time. We made the right public health decision at the time and faced with the same facts we would make the same decisions again. But some say the data suggests the opposite. Just, uh, obviously, we're done with this. Just re- rewind that for a second. And let's watch that again in a sec. Doesn't that seem like a guy who just wants to go, just leave me the fuck alone! <laughs> All right, some fucking people died. All right, we didn't know what was happening. Just fucking leave me alone! <laughs> fuck! All right, yeah, we hid it from the Justice Department. But here's the thing. Here's what was going on. Fucking stupid Andy's got the stupid book deal that he gets for no reason just because he was getting on TV and ended up going, they're going, well, he's such a good speaker. He's like, yeah, he's a good speaker, but he's not doing nothing. So we put him back in, and yeah, it was the federal idea. It was the federal idea. Yeah, shut up, fucking pass it up. It's a federal idea. We did the right thing. Let's watch that again, and everybody can hear the restrained uh, script reading of Howard Zucker. Did I get it right? Commissioner made a full-throated defense of that policy Friday. Just going to say, pause. the decisions based on the information. Uh, Sign language interpreter, very (laughs) low-key, but also kind of looks like an Irish guy shadow boxing. <laughs> I see that there's also a bit of uh there's also a bit of like fucking uh background like white guy in a rap video just like Yeah 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 like he play yeah he plays like the white the white manager in the background but yeah let's let's, <laughs> let's do the bobbin and weaving yeah. with this fucking <laughs> that you have at the time. We made the right public health decision at the time and faced with the same facts we would mostly make the mouth. same decisions again. <laughs> but some say that he looks like Guy Smiley from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what an asshole! Yeah, guy sucks. He he he. <laughs> He really does look like, yeah. He looks like fucking. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is the line? People think I'm stupid, but I'm smart. You know. <laughs> I'm smart, Michael. I got ideas. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what that guy looks like. Guy Smiley. No, but yeah, doesn't he sound like? Doesn't he sound like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like people think I'm like stupid, but I'm like smart. Like, like he sounds like got ideas, Michael. Oh fuck! I'm the older brother. We didn't know. (laughs) We didn't know they were all gonna die. We figured, yeah, we probably lose a couple. Where were we gonna put them? The Javits Center. It's not a dementia convention. Dimension? Is that a dimension? <laughs> Are we in a hypercube, Michael? Dude, we had that boat. Why didn't we just put him on the boat? No, that was like some weird thing. Like the army was like, you got to have this and this. and this. It was that. Was, the boat was run by the army. The Javits Center was run by the state. Either way, we weren't putting people in either of those places. We didn't put anybody in the Javits? It was like some, but it was like way under capacity. We could just put them in a hotel. I heard there was literally one person let on the boat. Total. No, I think that was in the beginning, and then it got up a little higher. And then they finally started they, – they, they got the Army to agree to have active COVID patients come on the boat, and then we just didn't need it. It was just like we didn't need 40,000 ventilators. Remember, like, Cuomo was like, well, we need 40,000 – and Trump was like, he doesn't need 40,000 ventilators. And everybody called Trump an asshole. Yeah. For being, and then Cuomo got 40,000 ventilators, didn't need them, and started loaning them out. He just started being like, here, here's a ventilator. You get a ventilator. You get a ventilator. I'm just letting out ventilators. He's like, hey, why don't you need these ventilators? Because I already killed all the old people. Like, So it's like, it is a weird thing. Right? Because I remember this um, early in the pandemic. Very, very early. Like, first, like, two, three weeks, right? Trump came out and he said, uh, I am not declaring this a state of emergency, which would have given him the power to nationalize uh, certain manufacturers, right? So Yeah, like he- which I think maybe, look, here's the thing. I don't agree with that law as a principle, but the fact that it exists means that people expect you to do it, and I think you kind of should have. Maybe, right? But it's like, what would he have done with that? Gone and made more ventilators that we ended and masks. up not fucking needing? Just masks, gloves, and hand sanitizer. I mean, we had... Cuomo had prisoners making hand sanitizer. We had plenty of, we had plenty of uh, masks that could have been made in the United States. Like there was, I was reading articles like early. On, Jay Leno was three D printing face shields for real. Yes, I remember early in the pandemic reading a thing where it's like this guy was offering to convert his factory that was making like X into a fucking mask factory, and he's like, I could have been selling the government masks for like a dollar a mask. Or- How much could it possibly cost? Listen, right. we can go into my house right now with a pair of scissors <laughs> and just start cutting up old t-shirts. We'll make 500 masks in an hour. I'll give it to the government for a quarter. Sure. But All it's like, of them. Instead- They'll say snake dick on them. <laughs> you have that many snake dick t-shirts no. but uh but instead fucking like we went to like china and like other countries to buy a bunch of ppe and then i'm spending like two three four dollars per mask in some cases and it was like you know there, there was a lot of like examples of that however like that idea was strictly like they wanted to nationalize the the ford auto plants to turn them into I, ventilator I yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. and people were shitting on trump and i was one of them who's like this motherfucker how can he not be doing x y and z we need these fucking things and it turns out we didn't need all those fucking ventilators right and it does make sense to not take you know uh business out of the market's hands uh especially in a situation like this where people can pivot and make their own decisions and the market can correct itself i kind of agree i agree with you um here here's the thing at that moment like i said like i said before because that power exists People expect you to use it as the president in this situation. 
he honestly could have just invoked the power. And because at the time, if you recall, auto manufacturers were closed. He, nobody was making cars. Any non-essential manufacturing was closed. So he could have just said, yeah, we're going to make GE do this, and then not. He could have just evoked the power. How many times did government evoke a power and then not really act on it? Like, he could have just said, yeah, we're doing that. What would be the point in that, though, when those companies could voluntarily choose to pivot in whatever direction they wanted to make themselves essential manufacturing and then open their doors back up? Because, like I said, in this moment, because these, I don't think these powers should exist. It's okay. a weird thing, right? So it's like, I don't think these powers should exist for the government, right? Right. I'm sure Trump is in the same boat. Sure. But because these powers do exist, people expect you to use them. I think there's a weird thing. I've had, I've had this weird theory for a long time that um, uh, natural selection has selected for the mental preference for governance. And it's an aberration when you... Or when you find that's why you get you find some few people who are so anti-state. Hmm. It's almost an aberration, right? Because uh, think about it: you're most likely to pass on your genes if you fall lock, stock, in line with fucking government. That's yeah, true. So we're, my parents uh, still trust the government for some reason. Lots of people still trust the government. Most of the people we know still trust the government. Wow. Okay. I think so. You trust the government to an extent. No. You are homeless. Yeah, and I'm just saying. There's a tr- what, you slept what, on the train. What part of that is me trusting the government? I mean, you trusted the government to keep you safe while you're sleeping on the train. No, I trusted myself to keep me safe when I got woken up multiple times in the middle of the night by homeless people trying to rob me. Mm. It's not great. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't recommend that. Well, here we'll move on real quick, but. Kind of a similar thing. This came out a while ago. I sent you an article from uh, the Financial Times. Um, so the World Health Organization, a couple weeks back, kind of all but eliminated the lab accident theory for COVID-19, which, I mean, I'm not surprised that they did. Um, I'm not surprised that they would. I'm also just like, it seems weird that you just like, like yeah, we're going to rule that out. But they did. They, they said it's all but an impossibility that it was a lab accident that caused this. So then uh, the na- a national security advisor to the Biden administration, uh, Jake Sullivan, said, we ha- this is a quote, we have deep concerns about the way in which the early findings of, COVID- of the COVID-19 investigation were communicated and, que- and questions about the process about that World Health Organization report. Um, it's it's the kind of thing that, like, I personally sent it to... Um, I sent it to f- a few friends, three or four friends. It was like, did this cross your path, this piece of information? And these are people who would regularly share... So, like, if if Trump, if this happened in the Trump era, you would have seen... Did, now, Mike, did you know about this before I sent you this article? No, I mean, I'm just reading this now. Yeah, because I sent it to you at, like, four in the morning, as I do. Yeah. Um, But, so you're just reading this now. Now, 
do you feel like six months ago, whatever, four months ago, three months ago, whenever, you know, in fucking late November, early December, whatever, January, early January, if this was Donald Trump and this was a national security advisor to Donald Trump that said this within days of the World Health Organization, and this isn't a pro-Trump stance, this is an anti-hypocrisy stance, you would have seen this in Instagram stories, in your Facebook feed, in your fucking Twitter feed, and people would have been like, this idiot is anti-science again. And you didn't hear about it. You're like, now you're the fourth person that I've I, I, I've shown this to who hasn't seen it, who would have seen this. I am somebody who didn't see it show up anywhere. Nobody was talking. I happen to follow the Financial Times on Twitter. You know what I mean? Nobody was talking about this, and I feel like if it was... If, tr- if a Trump employee had come out and said, and, I'm, and again, I'm not saying that the laboratory hypothesis is a bad hypothesis. So I don't understand what your point, like, so you're saying Where because we, the WHO came out and said that it didn't come no, from no, a no, lab. No, 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 no. So the, the World Health Organization comes out and says it didn't come from a lab. Right. These guys, the Biden administration questions it. N- Literally no chatter. This was a non-story. Correct? That the Biden administration was questioning. Let's put this this out there. I sent you this article a little over a week ago. This was before, like, all the crazy impeachment stuff that I sent you this. This was uh, uh, before the Dallas snowstorm. This was before a lot of uh, certain things were dominating the news. And it was a non-fucking story. Whereas if this was if this was a Trump national security advisor, this would have been a big story that the World Health Organization came to a conclusion about the lab accident hypothesis. What is it? A month or two after New York Magazine posted a month after New York Magazine posted that whole long thing about, you know, maybe that is the case. The World Health Organization then publishes this thing going, no, that's almost certainly not the case. And then if the Trump administration was just like, nah, y'all wrong. We, get, we need more information before that's correct. That would have been a major thing that people would have been like, these people are anti-science and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But it was a non... Remember a few months ago we were talking about how uh, I said I saw multiple reporters be like, well, the Biden administration is just going to be boring and it's going to be great. It's only boring because they're not bringing anything up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I do keep finding stories that are like, like you know, that Biden is uh, uh, using the uh, for-profit prisons to hold detainees. You no know, really talking about that. People are talking about that a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there is a there. You know, there definitely is a, a I, like people are comparing um, the Biden or sorry Kamala's stepdaughter getting fucking you know modeling deals to you know, Ivanka Trump getting you know whatever uh, uh, well they said that, I mean did we talk about that last week with her niece her niece her niece has to stop the White House actually did tell her niece that they have to she has to stop using her name to sell children's books I didn't hear about this no yeah uh, her niece evokes her name she wrote something about um her mom and Kamala, her sisters, obviously, you know what I mean? She was just like, she wrote a children's book about them before she was vice president. And I think the Biden administration did actually say, hey, 
I, I mean, whatever, it may be a toothless thing, but they, they did say, hey, you can't use your aunt's name for your products anymore. You just, which is good. I think that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but here's my problem, right? Like if you're, I feel like the, the World Health Organization saying that it didn't start in a lab is something that should be broadcast way more to shit on Trump. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like that feels like something like Trump was, Trump went out on a fucking limb about this over and over again about how like, you know, the China virus, China, like, you know, so here's, so here's the thing, the world. it would shit on Trump if they couldn't then immediately point to the Biden administration being like, but he also said it. What I, that's my point is that like the Biden administration is saying something that the Trump administration would have said and not getting criticized. And mm. I'm not saying that either should have been criticized because the fact of the matter is it could have happened. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is the world health organization gets what, like 80% of its funding from China. Yes. It's like, it is an absurd amount of money that they get from China. They're the only ones that China is letting in to like, research them uh actual reporters in china who were reporting on the virus from its early stages are being jailed and fucking jailed and being missing some of them are like actually standing trial and being jailed over it sure and some of them are dead yeah so you know like what are we really doing here nothing just nothing I just wanted to bring, I just wanted to bring, and again, this isn't like a pro-Trump, pro-Biden stance or an anti-Biden stance or anything. It's just a, I really wish people would wake the fuck up to their own action stance is kind of my point. Like, fucking hold everybody to the fucking fire and let's have some equity in fucking journalism. Because if this would have been fucking the Trump administration... The headline in the Times would have been anti-science Trump, yada yada. You know what I mean? Like it just, I just, and let's just hold that hypocrisy to the fucking fire because it's horseshit, right? If it's bad when Trump does it, it's got to be bad when Biden does it. Can't be the other way around, Mike. Well, I mean, you know, one is they're both seventy-year-old men. Yeah, but one is the evil orange one. I, I kind of like Joe Biden as a dude. Do you? Not now. He's like too old. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think Obama era Joe Biden get fucking loaded with that dude. He at least drinks. He was kind of the man. I don't know. There, there is a, there is a certain part of me that's like, I wish Biden had just. I wish Biden's kid didn't die in like 2015 or whatever it was. Because like, if he had run in 2016. He was winning. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, you know, we would have had fucking... We would have gotten rid of... Uh, there would have been no Trump. Yes. And I feel like that would have been pretty dope. Hmm. Maybe. Like, I just didn't... We didn't need the last four years of, like, you know... I think two of those four years weren't as bad as everybody said. Here's the thing. I don't think any Statistically of it... speaking, if Biden was president, we'd be in another war. Yeah. We're going to be in another war within the next six months. But it's like, dude, I just don't want to deal with the fucking liberals. You know what I mean? Like, just the fucking, like, just the... You don't think they would have been worse after they fucking had 
fucking eight years of and then another and then they won again. No, no. Then why are they annoying now? They're not as annoying now. That's kind of my point. Is like, dude, they're way less annoying. Especially also, yeah, the Trump conspiracy people wouldn't have been out there either. Yeah, they the, suck. Oh God, when people are just like, it is kind of this weird thing. Where it's like, it's like we're all gonna be in camps. I was like. You guys said this fucking eight years ago. You guys said this. You, said, you guys said this twelve years ago hmm. with Obama, and people said that when Bush was the president. Bush's second term, we were all going to be in FEMA camps, and then it was Obama who was really going to do the FEMA camps, and then Trump is a fascist and he's going to kill us all. And fucking dude, by the way, he didn't kill nearly enough Jews. Like for Trump, all the all the people who were calling him Hitler, the Jews love him. Jews kind of big fans. Massive fans. Mm. My Israeli barber loves that guy. Mm. He was actually upset. Here's the thing. Huge Trump supporter for four years. Mm -hmm. Massively upset after the Capitol riot because of Trump's rhetoric. He was massively upset about the whole election thing. He was like, this is an Israeli man who's just like, he's undoing all the good he did. Because he's just very Israeli, and he's just like, his one issue is uh, Jared Kushner normalized trade with like eight Arab nations, which is unprecedented. For That's what they almost, uh, I think that's what he got nominated, that's what Trump got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for last year. He's been nominated twice, I think. That was the last one, was that he normalized, it was, I forget the first country. Might have been, I don't know, one of these Arab nations that you don't know about. Man, who fucking knows about Arab nations? Moving on. Oh, all right. Oh, did you want to say something about Arabs? Well, no, I'm just the... Uh, the you look th- like an Arab with that mustache. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of... Sell I, me a mattress, Mike. I am. I'm fucking quarter Lebanese. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Hmm. His mustache is definitely that It was quarter. a swarthy lip smack. Hmm. Mm, yes, my friend. Suck your teeth, my friend. My friend. On the show, uh, Biden received five million from border security and immigrant prison companies during his campaign. Report shows Biden received more campaign money from immigrant prison corporations than Trump. What is an immigrant prison corporation? Uh, I don't know. They come over here and they start building their prisons. Uh, from to leading- detain <laughs> themselves. <laughs> when immigrant. Is it a is it a is it a corporation of immigrants that build prisons? Because I feel like they'd get it done more efficiently than whites. You know, they probably are the ones building them. However, it's uh, border security companies is what we're talking about. Border security companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five million from border security executives, while Trump got one point seven million campaign contributions. Board, what is it called? Border security what? Corporations. Border Security Corporation. Yeah. So I guess Oh, these the- are very What's the name of some of the corporations? Mm-hmm. Well, look them up. All right, fine. You're the producer, Mike. All right. Produce the show. Tell me all the Border Security Corporations, the BSCs, <laughs> uh Strategic Security Corporation, Mulligan Security Corporation. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's go with the first one. Strategic Security Corporation. Yeah, huh? That just sounds that sounds like a bad screenwriter named a thing. Uh-huh. Strategic security. Co- Here's the thing. You want your security to be strategic. <laughs> now, right, we're on the border. So what we might need is probably like some sort of fence or wall, right? Uh, I, the last guy was into that 
dude. <laughs> um, we can't really do fence or a wall. Well, I mean, we could just put them in jails. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Let's not call them jails. What are they? What are they calling them? Immigrant overflow facilities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, they have pictures right here on their website. The temporary facility. Oh shit! That is just fucking <laughs> shipping containers. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! Make that bigger. Uh huh. That is just shipping containers. Uh-huh. And the other one is it looks like a fumigation tent. Uh huh. Holy shit! Those yeah. are their temporary facilities. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I don't know that I would call those things facilities. <laughs> uh huh. That looks like the Belco experiment. Something like that. And what's the what's the next well, one? Well, Mulligans. Th- thankfully, uh, the comp that company is uh, woman owned. Oh, thank God! <laughs> thank God. What is it? Security Solutions Enterprises mm-hmm. is owned no, by Strategic a- Security Strategic Security Corporation. Corporation is owned by a woman. Mm-hmm. She started off in cookies. And then she was like, I'm a tough broad. Let's lock up these Mexicans. You know what it was? Is that her kitchen staff at the cookie factory, Mike, they were so out of line that she just locked them in the walk-in box. And she was like, you know what? This is really my passion. Mm-hmm. That's what it really was. It was like, all right. I guess I'm a strategically secure. I'm st- strategically secure my womanhood. And I'm going to strategically secure this border. That's what she said. What's the next guy? Mulligan? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just kill a bunch of prisoners and just be like, ah, we need a redo. <sighs> Sorry, they starved to death. The border security and immigration detention industry has boomed in the last decade thanks to constant increase in the government spending by both parties, Democrats and Republicans, between 2008 and 2020. CBP and ICE issued 105 uh, 997 contracts worth $55 billion to private corporations. The industry is now deeply embedded in the U.S. government bodies. Decision-making with close finance ties to strategic politicians. Uh, this thir- is all mulligan? No, no, no. 13 companies play a strategic role in U.S. border security. Core Civic, uh, Delody, Elbit Systems, GEO Group, General Atomics. First of all, for, sl- slow down. Let's go through these one by one. All right. I'll just pull them up here. Um, couple couple people you might recognize. Oh, Palantir. I own uh, stock in that uh-huh. company. Uh-huh. Lockheed Martin. We've talked about Lockheed Martin on the show, uh-huh. right? Um, go back and listen to that. That's some fucking fucked up shit I found. IBM. Holy shit. Northrop Grumman. First of all, Northrop Grumman sounds like a David Lynch movie. That guy okay. fucking murders immigrants. That guy sounds like somebody who uh, likes to get his hooks in children young. Yeah, Northrop Grumman. <laughs> ah, yes, Northrop. I'm Northrop Grumman. I'm out here grooming him. <laughs> Northrop Grumman. Sir, why do you sound like you have like an evil British man snifter swirling name? <laughs> Old money, I suppose. <laughs> I'm Northrop Grumman. Hold on, wait, wait. I want to write some more of these names. Elbit System, GEO, Geo Group, mm-hmm. General Atomics. These all just sound like fucking fake government security names. Like it's just like, yeah. how do they come up with these? Northrop Grumman. 
Northrop Grumman is the only one that has flavor to it. The rest of them all sound like the place that Arnold Schwarzenegger would need to break into. Yeah, in, right. Like an action movie. To yeah. Fucking... yeah. <laughs> they, they've got a million dollars worth of security, but somehow this grappling hook is going to get me in. <laughs> Arnold on a grappling hook is just silly. Yeah. Northrop Grumman, though. Mm. That's a... Uh... I want to. We should interview North for the six month, <laughs> Mister Grumman. Yeah, Mister Northrop Grumman, mm. Esquire, I suppose. So they've they've all donated money. So this is another thing that we're talking about. Like I don't think there's nearly as much talk about this as there was when the kids in cages. I mean, I haven't seen one squinty photo of AOC. Oh no! Remember the squinty no, photos. No, she stopped being sad a while ago. Remember that. the squinty photos of AOC? Oh yeah, just couldn't she, believe it. She could not mm. believe that they wouldn't let her into that concert. <laughs> she was just at the fence at the end of the festival mm-hmm. without a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in the news because uh, she raised three million people, three million dollars for the people of Texas who were, uh, you know, having some trouble because it snowed. I guess. I, I have no, I'm going to throw this out there, I have no sympathy. If you're listening to this show and you're in Texas and you're mad about the snow, I don't care. All right, how about how about fucking Jerry Jones uh, elated uh, because natural gas prices are now through the roof thanks to electricity going out? Of course, of course they are. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, yeah, I heard there's some crazy pr- price gouging going on. I heard people paying like two grand a night for a hotel room. Mm-hmm. $17,000 electric bills coming into people now. I, I don't feel bad. That's crazy. How do you not feel bad? I, it's hard to feel bad. I mean, it's just a little snow. Yeah, but it destroyed their power grid, right? And if you look like in. A couple years ago, people went through and looked at all power grids across all major, you know, U.S. metros or whatever. And on average, we got a D plus. Like our power grids are barely stable, you know. And That's now true. these fucking frozen pipes and all this how do you shit think, is. How do you think the people of Texas felt about Puerto Rico's power when it went out? Mm. By and large, how do you think they felt about it? Probably, probably didn't. Didn't. Probably care. indifferent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, I know more Puerto Ricans than Texans. I'm supposed to care more about the power grid of Texas yeah. than the power grid of Puerto Rico? I think the only Texan I know is Dalton. He lives here. Yeah. Um, I know two people who live in Texas. Okay. That sucks. I mean, for them. Yeah. I should probably text my buddy. You know, the uh, Derek Lewis had an interesting theory on... Why Houston oh. was so cold? The Black Beast. Yeah. Why is that? Because uh, he wasn't there uh, with his boom with his hot nuts. He said his balls was hot, and uh, he left for a week to go fight a man. So it got real cold there, and he's coming back tomorrow, uh, where it's going to be seventy degrees. So with them hot fucking balls. <laughs> Literally said, my balls was my balls is hot, and they weren't there. So that drove the temperature down. But I think that's true. I think that's how Texas has been skating by with just hot black balls <laughs> powering the whole grid. I'm just saying. But my main initial point was um, this is very funny. We were talking about the hypocrisy with the with, 
with that World Health Organization thing, uh, AOC raised $3 million for the people of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, her congressional district has a significant amount of people living under the poverty line, Mike. She raised $3 million for the state of Texas. Not because she cares about the state of Texas. No. She wanted to prove Ted Cruz was a dick. Yeah. Let me break this down. We all knew Ted Cruz was a dick. <laughs> yeah, but it's personal between them now. It's fucking weird. I think, look, I'll be honest. I think he negged her enough, and he's going to, I think he's going to smash. He might. Dude, if she's acting like, dude, she's all in her feelings. Mm. You know what I mean? I think Ted Cruz is going to smash, and I don't think he deserves to, but I think for whatever reason, look, if she blocked him on Twitter, he's going to smash. I feel like Ted Cruz is grimy enough of a politician, though, where she's going to be like, yeah, you could hit, and he's going to be like, nah, like you're a Me Too charge waiting to happen. <laughs> pass. No, he would smash. Nah, he'd pass. I think he would stick his fucking uh, class ring right in her fucking asshole. <laughs> What a weirdo. Who wears a class ring? I don't know. I guess people that graduated something. <laughs> Fucking losers. Um, Fucking dorks. This is one thing I did feel actually like passionately upset about. Um, 9,000 people in downtown Houston jail. Uh, a lot of them, because they just it's jail. It's not prison. You know, so oh, they're yeah. waiting somebody trial. Sent me, somebody, somebody sent me this. Uh, somebody, not you, somebody else sent me this. Haven't been convicted. Nope. And they're freezing, right? They're numb. Yeah. I feel bad for those people. There's no water. We're pro, we, I mean, whatever. We, we are pro prisoner on this show. Yeah. And when they went to the fucking guards to be like, yo, there's no water in the pipes, the guards were like, well, you shouldn't have gotten locked up. Yeah, that's fucked. One of these kids, 17 years old, the only reason he's in jail is because he was given the wrong date on his court paperwork. So when he showed up on that wrong date, they were like, ah, there's a warrant out for your arrest. And he's like, what are you talking about? This is the date I was supposed to show up here. They're like, no, sorry. You missed your court date. We're throwing you in jail. His family didn't have the $1,000 to bail him out. He's been in jail for two months because of a clerical error by them. Now he's in a frozen hellhole. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. And, like, that's the thing. Knowing that people that haven't been convicted of a crime are locked. First of all, around the country, we're letting people out of jail just because they might get the sniffles. Hmm. Just let these people out of fucking jail in the snow. I mean, I guess we can't just start letting people out of jail because it snows. I mean, to be fair, though, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Every time something like this comes up, and we feel bad for these prisoners. It's because we literally know that 99% of people that are in jail shouldn't be in cages. Yeah. They should be in some sort of class, maybe. Like, even then, like, I get that there has to be repercussions for a thing. I, it's such a weird, it's a weird thing. Anything that is drug-related... Even sometimes when there's, like, violent drug crimes. Like, if a gang member kills another gang member. It's kind of a wash dog. Yeah, like, what are we doing? It's a fair one. Yeah! Charge it to the game. Yeah! 
Yeah, you know, you hit an innocent bystander. All right, lock the guy up. I but it's like there is there is a certain side of it too, where it's like if a cop was just standing by, he'd be like, "Oh, well, I mean, I could get him on a weapons charge, or I could let him kill this other gang member, have one less gang member on the yeah. street." And fucking then lock this guy up for an even bigger charge. And I think they would do that. 100%. 100 times out of 100. I, a cop told me a story once where he was a, there was a bartender I knew that was, a, uh, he was an ex-cop because he kept getting in trouble for not writing enough tickets and shit and he just retired early. Um, he took out a guy. Oh, so there, there are good ones. Yeah, yeah, he was a good, good <laughs> dude. Uh, he also happened to, you know, whatever. He had like some property, so he had like, you know, rent income coming in. And he could just kind of do that. And he got away with it. And he's got the benefits. But um, he said he was, he was he took a guy out. Uh, by they, they would always go and you a guy would, New Year's Eve, you get a weapon. You can get a weapons charge. You can get a gun off the street. And he was like, I was fine with that. The guy would shoot, shoot up a gun. Come out with a pistol. Shoot it off. You know, just lock him up. And he, he's telling this... Uh, New, new, new cop, and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do." And the guy just let off a fucking machine gun. The, the cop did. No, 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 no. He's like, so the first guy they saw that came out for New Year's Eve just came out and let off a fucking AK. And they were like, uh, "No." But the, the, he goes, "The kid went to get out, and he was like, no, 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 not that guy." Did you see the gun yet? We're not. No, this is like you know, late eighties. I don't understand that. That's the kind of guy who you need to be arresting. Yeah. That's also the great way to die on New Year's Eve. That's a great way to be the first person murdered in <laughs> You get the guy who lets off the full clip in the nine. Not the guy who comes out and lets off a short burst with a fucking fully automatic weapon. No, you let him do because you don't know how long it takes those things to reload. Same as a nine. It's it's a clip. Yeah. You, no. But it's like, two-handed, so it's a whole thing. This was like an easy arrest that they were just like, yeah, we're just going to let this go. Like, we're just going to sit here and see, hope this happens. If it's a pistol, you go arrest the guy. That guy, you kind of just let go back into his house because he, the guy who came out with that thing, the guy who gives that little of a shit that he came out with that thing is going to point it at you. And that's a wrap for you. You don't win that. I don't know. I just feel like that guy is going to empty his clip. At this which might point... be an old wives' tale. This might have been a man you lying to me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because I feel like, dude, you just come out, both cops' guns drawn while he's reloading. He'll be like, all right, you got me. Maybe. And then if he goes turn at you, just... Da, 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 da. <laughs> then he's the first death of the new year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hey, it was him and it was long enough ago. This is, I mean, the way this guy explained this to me was it was long enough before that where it'd be fine. You know what I mean? I feel like any time a cop shoots somebody who had a loaded AK-47, people It was were no like, longer loaded, Mike. Well. Or a recently fired AK-47. I feel like nobody's going to be... I, they're going to be like, all right, you know, you kind of had... Because it's like, yo, the people who are like, you know... all. What if he was active in the church? There's still motherfuckers who are no, 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 because it's like the people who are like hardcore BLM and all that, like the people who 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 get like fucking all uppity about the the whoa whoa whoa. I'm talking about literally. I'm talking about feminist white women. Okay, right. Those are the ones who are super duper anti gun, 
So knowing that there's one less automatic gun on the street. You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. Well, luckily there was one more automatic gun on the streets those nights. But these fucking dude. That guy was like, I'm not doing that. Fucking <laughs> 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 that that guy kind of does rule. Yeah. But yo, fucking ah, uh, I'm really upset about this whole for profit prison thing. Yeah. I mean, we're I mean, whatever. Like it just in general. I there's I don't think you the government isn't nimble enough to build even those stupid tents we were just looking at. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I don't know what to do with the immigration thing. You know what I mean? Like we're at a point where we kind of can't because of there's there's all this stuff bogging up the works. You can't just have like a minimum wage and then cheap unskilled Mexican work coming in. You know what I mean? Like it it doesn't it doesn't work out that way. The reason why you pump up some of these wages and you do things like this those guys are supposed to be able to come in to send money home by, like, it's almost this weird thing where you have to create this fucking, and it's just, this is going to sound fucked up to anybody listening to me, but, like, a big part of the reason why illegal immigration works in a weird way is because those guys come in and go, dog, I don't need any benefits, just pay me this, I'm just sending that shit back to Mexico, and I'll be gone in the fucking summer. You know what I mean? They're just sending money home, and it's like why that level of economy works. But when we're cre- like when you're creating a lot of social programs and you're creating an elevated wage, it's kind of like, oh well, I could just stay here. Like you can't, you kind of can't have if those guys can't be in the marketplace for their inherent value. And I've talked to like I talked to my buddy Caesar about this a while back on um, High Society. Um, I literally said to him, I go, well, where, where do we get at where, with, with wages? Like you should, I mean, maybe not under minimum wage, but it's like, where are you at? Where like, I should be able to pay somebody who doesn't speak the same language as me. That's going to be harder for me to communicate with slightly less than I pay somebody who's super easy to communicate with, with me. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it just, and that's not like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be fucking, even r- racial, like I just, it, it's just, you're missing a skill that I need from you. But we have these laws set up where you can't do that. So it kind of like skews the market for the labor. Does that make sense? Sure. So you can't just have, with all these laws in place, you can't just have open immigration because it doesn't work in the system. When immigration was a lot. All right, so when we had a lot more open immigration policies in this country, we had a lot less social programs, and that's why it kind of worked. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Asian people used to live inside the dry cleaners. Like, that's why the, like Asian people were dry cleaners, because they would, like, have a bedroom in the back. Like, that's a, a known thing. Right. Like, and, like, things like, and, like, whatever. People still live inside restaurants. Like, immigrants still live inside their restaurant that they own. Like, that is a... I have been... I've been like, can I use the bathroom in a takeout place and walked past beds? Like, in my lifetime. Okay. It's, it's, it's a thing, but... So you can't really just be like... The idea is they're supposed to come here, provide the labor, bring the money home where it goes further. Even if it's less money that you'd pay in America. And that's why it works. Okay. Do you have a, I mean, do you have anything? I, I feel like I'm just saying some things that are going to get me in trouble at some point. 
No, I mean, like, that all checks out. Yeah, it's just kind of the way you can't... I, I don't know. Maybe there's a better way to do it. I, I don't... I don't. I just don't know what it is. Maybe, like, but it, it is this weird... I mean, whatever. I, you know, my solution is always just, let's just legalize drugs, work it out with Mexico to control the supply chain because they have a good manufacturing system there. And fucking, we'll uh, stop the diaspora and we'll stop having children and women crossing the border. Because it was never children and women crossing the border until like 10 years ago. Yeah, why is it children and women now? Because fucking El Salvador and Guatemala are incredibly violent places. Venezuela, also the collapse of Venezuela and like the, the poverty and hunger there. There's a massive Latin American diaspora right now because of there's a lot of fucking problems in those places, and we're not fixing them. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, people are like, well, we should just let these people in. It's like, well, also, we should probably fix the fucking trade practices, which cause their fucking countries to suck. Mm. Nobody wants to talk about that shit. There's a fucking problem. When people were talking about fucking kids in cages, I mean, nobody's going, I mean, those cages were built for adult men. Because we expect a certain amount of adult men to come into the country illegally. Not Most of those adult men are not criminals. Nine, I would say 95% of the adult, more, if not more, of the adult men who just sneak across, and obviously the women and children are probably not. You know what I mean? There's like 95, more than 95% of the people that cross the border are not criminals. Uh, is, they're here to work and make money and send it home. The conditions in these countries have gotten a lot worse over the last 15 years. And we don't ever talk about that in this country. We're just like, let them in. Like, we're the fucking most important country, in the, and certainly in this half of the fucking world. Right? Certainly. In the Western Hemisphere? Like, just fucking do something, let, or at least let's talk about what's going on. Nobody, like, El Salvador is the most violent fucking place in the fucking world. And you wouldn't fucking know that this like it, sitting in this country. Like, how fucking crazy is that that we were reading statistics and people weren't... It took three years of Trump nonsense for people to start putting shit together where it was like people were like, there's less Mexicans crossing the border. Why is he locking them up? Because it's not Mexicans that are crossing the border. It's Guatemalans. And it's not even Guatemalans. It's El Salvadorians that have walked now through two countries. <laughs> To get here. Did they illegally cross those borders too? Yeah. Damn, so they're just going ham. They're trying to get it's a harder. Reefer. You know what it is? It's harder to get asylum in Mexico. There was a there was a that started to come out. We never really talked about it in this country, but it's like it's like weirdly for a while and, and there was some back and forth. I I'm not super versed on it, so I might be wrong. Um but there was some diplomacy back and forth. Where like Mexico was like, nah, none of these people get asylum, and the U.S. was like, no, nah, you gotta take just, you gotta take some of them, because otherwise we gotta do this cage thing, and it's not gonna work out for anybody. <laughs> I'm gonna get yelled at. Yeah, we're all getting yelled at. All right, but it was like this weird thing where it was like, just not, like people were like, less Mexicans are crossing the border. I'm like, yeah, because Mexico's doing pretty well. Is With it really? COVID, no. Hmm. Pre-COVID. You know, Mexico is like a thriving manufacturing industry. And then there's also, you know, a lot of fucking random dudes just pistol whipping and robbing the police in certain places. Look, it's all over the place in Mexico. I'll tell you this. I was in Mexico City 
a, a little over a year ago. Okay. I was in some fairly hood parts of Mexico City with my fucking lily white girlfriend. I never really felt that in danger. It's kidnapping capital of the fucking West, Western Hemisphere. Why wouldn't they kidnap you? It's the kidnappings are mostly people who like like criminals who take like yellow cabs. They're not yellow. They're like purple or some shit. Okay. And they just like you get in the cab and uh they just drive to an ATM and put a gun to your head and say empty your card out. And that's that's a kidnapping. That's it. And then they let you go. You gotta hail a different cab that might do the same thing. But I'm at my limit. I've no comprende el limito <laughs> they uh so how did you get around there uber oh yeah that's it hmm. it's the workaround to getting kidnapped in mexico city hmm hmm yeah it's pretty simple you just open your phone and then you click the uber app and then it opens up and then they take you wherever you want to go. So how are Uber prices not through the roof in Mexico? It's practically free. For real? We went to like the pyramids that were an hour outside of the city. Mm-hmm. I think it was 15, 20 bucks. Dude, how great is that? I we- went to, I went on like a, when I was in Havana, I took like a, want to say, hour and 15 minute cab. Uber in Havana? Cab ride. Okay. Right. Because they don't have, the banks don't work down there, so they can't be doing that. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just, they just play it straight down there. Uh, but I ended up, me and my buddy uh, got in there. We ended up, like, making a deal with, like, these French guys. Uh, we all piled in together. We got to the beach for, like, it was, like, $2 going there. It was, like, $4 coming back. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's great. God, dude, Cuba's the best. Yeah. You can literally negotiate anything down there. I mean... In a lot of places, you can kind of just look. I'll give you some money. Leave me alone. Pretty much. All right, moving on. Mike, you brought up uh, people snitching on themselves, and you sent me a video that I did not watch yet, but we'll watch it on the show a TikTok video uh, that is sure to be depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what Can you explain this video? Well, uh, all right. This is a bunch of guys uh, who got in trouble. Can know, I see see what the guys look like? Being knuckleheads. Yeah, give me one sec. I'm pulling it up here. Um, now, snitching on yourself on social media, committing a crime, is nothing new at all. Um, and it's just, is it getting worse or better? I feel like it's getting worse. Yeah, people like, are just openly selling drugs on like Instagram. Well, These are the two guys? Yeah. I have bought uh, one time drugs off of somebody from Instagram. And it was the sketchiest. It made me feel super sketchy. Because I was like, this has to be a setup. Mm-hmm. Like, this has to be a sting. And? But then I was like, I don't know. What cop is going to, like, for an eighth of mushrooms, really? Like, cops are going to fucking do a raid? Yeah. Not in New York City. I don't think so. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They got more shit going on. So let's see. Let's see these gentlemen. All right. Um, this guy very upset about getting arrested. These guys get arrested for what? Uh, performing surgery on a dog without a vet's license. 
Were they impersonating a vet? Uh, I'm not actually able to see here. Uh, hold on. The office manager of the veterinary's office in Davenport told Beskett that the dog had been brought into the office after the surgery, but was dead on arrival. Oof. Uh, oh, they killed a dog? Seems that way. Let me see them again. Mm. Fat boy didn't even eat it? <laughs> no, he's not Asian, dude. Fucking. I mean, what are they? Was the dog going to die anyway? Was it because, were they trying to give it tits? <laughs> no, I think so. that were... would be, if, it, if the dog died for cosmetic reasons, I'd be upset. <laughs> you know, if he Kanye mothered himself, mm. I'd be pretty, uh, I'd be pretty sad. If he was, if they, if they were giving him some of those cement ass implants. <laughs> Remember that lady got arrested for injecting cement into strippers' asses a few years ago? That's a whole bunch. If she, if they got arrested, if they were, if they were putting fake lips into the dog. I'd be like, look, it's a dogfish. I'd be a little upset. Wh- what was the surgery there? Like, if they just couldn't bring the dog to get surgery and the dog swallowed a sock, you know that, sir. I know somebody whose dog swallowed a sock. It cost him five grand. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the gentleman cologne, right? Uh, which let me. I'm sure it's the fat guy. He needed some cologne because mm, he stinks. Maybe. I'm really not sure. Um, he looks like he has a smell to him, you know? Okay, that's a bit much. Uh, I would assume that it's the other gentleman with, like, the whole pompadour haircut that is named Cologne. Oh, because he is covering himself with Cologne like a greasy sleazeball. Kind of looks like a guy who would be rocking, you know, a horse bath. Um, so, uh, his dog, pregnant, uh-huh. needed a C-section, mm-hmm. right? And being that he knew at least one crip, he called him up. And they were like, all right, we got these box cutters, Holmes. Accurate. Uh, So the other gentleman uh, said that... Cologne says that this gentleman said he was a a veterinarian and charged him $650 to come to his home and do the surgery there. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Say this again. So Cologne... They didn't perform the surgery on one of their dogs? It was somebody else's dog? No, it was it was Cologne's dog. Okay. Right? His dog needed to have a C-section. Okay. Right? This gentleman, uh, Huertas Rivera, mm-hmm. uh, was paid... Mexican Rick Ross. $650 uh-huh. cash to perform the surgery on Cologne's dog. And he said he was a veterinarian. Yes. Pull up the picture Well, again? Cologne told deputies that Hawaii... Neither of those guys look like they're licensed to drive a car, <laughs> let alone perform veterinary oh. surgery. Yeah. So now I'm thinking this might actually be Cologne, because it looks like he's crying over getting arrested. Yes. Because he didn't think he did anything wrong. And this guy... I can see why that guy would think that the other guy was a veterinarian. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? Yes. Like he went to this guy who's a little more clean cut, a little bit better dressed, and he goes, "All right, you're sure you're a veterinarian? How? Like, what I want to know is how he found out about this service. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? How did he find out about the veterinary? There's nothing in the article. Doesn't say. But you have the TikTok video. I do have the of- TikTok video. 
You want it? Yeah, let's watch it. We're on it. Might as well. Why is there sound? There is. It's supposed to be. And we don't know what happened to the dog that it needed surgery? Yeah, it's it's Oh, it's pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Pregnant. Yeah, okay. I don't know why there's no sound popping up here. It's fine. All right. I mean, to be fair, this looks like a pretty legit setup, except for that's oh, yeah, the same that table cool. I used to cook. I don't like this at all. No. I'm it, really glad it's blurred out. It also says that the dog does not look to be properly sedated. Oh. Oh, there's no way that little puppy made it. Oh, wait, no, there's, there's a couple puppies. puppies did make it. Look at that. So, wait, none of the dogs died? Well, I guess not the puppies, but uh, uh, yeah, the dog was brought into the office after the surgery, but the dog uh, I mean, was pronounced were... DOA, and the dog also had two dead unborn puppies inside of her. Yeah. Multiple others did survive. If that guy couldn't afford a vet... And most of the dogs survived. People used to drown dogs. Like, people used to drown kittens in bags in the old country. Yeah. And by the old country, I mean all of the old countries. Like, everybody's great-grandmother drowned a bag of kittens somewhere when they were poor. (laughs) Why? That's a known thing. Are they just like, why, like if you're going to kill them anyway, why not just eat them? Like, if you're that poor, why not just, like, still meat? I, I don't know. But it's a known thing that people, like, would kill animals that they couldn't afford to keep. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, they thought it was more humane. Um, I, if that guy just got lied to, I don't see why he got arrested. So apparently, uh, when he went into the vet's office, he told the vets that uh, the guy who performed the surgery was unlicensed, and he knew he was unlicensed. And then he told the cops, uh, this guy told me he was a licensed vet. So a little bit of he said, she said there. Hmm. You know? Okay. I don't know, man. I'm like kind of up in the air on this one, because it's... Maybe he was just trying to save a couple bucks. But if he couldn't afford to bring the dogs to a vet and he would have just been like, yeah, just kill it with all the puppies inside, right? Because that's what happens. Wait, what? Like, let's say he can't afford the C-section from the vet, right? Okay. So so whatever that costs. I don't know. I'm going to assume $7,000. Like yeah. I said, dog ate a sock, five grand. Hmm. That Fair. might be a more complicated surgery because it's an obstruction of the bowel. I don't really know how much animal surgeries cost. Um, but if he just couldn't afford the surgery and he was going to be like, yeah, I guess fucking put the dog to sleep, at least I think he did the right thing. So I'm reading here, it can cost as little as 500, uh, can cost as much as two grand. So he paid That's six. Not too bad. He paid 650. Yeah, that seems fucking crazy. What? 
All right, he should be in jail. But why is it on TikTok, Mike? Because that's why we were talking about it. His daughter filmed it. Why did she film it? Because <laughs> I think she... First of all, why did she film it and then put it on the internet? Bro, because I'm telling you, this younger generation is just all about snitching on themselves. Was she live streaming? No. Because it seems like maybe in the... Why no, did she the dad... put captions on that shit. Why did the dad not be like... Hey, you probably shouldn't post this. Stop recording this illegal surgery on this sandwich prep table. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this is less of a fault of the new generation and more of a bad parenting situation. You think? Certainly. This is a bad parent. First of all, you probably don't bring your daughter to an illegal dog surgery. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah, all right. Well, it wasn't... I think it was at the home. They had that sandwich preparation? Did they run a sandwich shop I would out of their home like we were talking about in the last segment? I would assume so. Well, that's a health code violation too, Mike. They're triple snitching on themselves. Mm, fair. If they just had that table in their house, there's something else going on here, and that guy's going to jail for not that much. They just had that table, and they're not a sandwich shop. That's a kitchen t- prep table that they were operating on that dog on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the wife likes to, you know, cook a bunch of mofongo. Racist, Mike. I mean, I stand by it. <laughs> what is their race? What is their ethnicity? I mean, the the guy's name was Cologne. He's got to be. Either Dominican or Puerto Rican. That's true. Those are the only two choices. Um, yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, who's the next? I mean, whatever. People it was in Central Florida. You know, why are they stealing our culture? <laughs> I'm fucking furious about this. It was in the living room of a Lake County home. Hmm. And the daughter was recording it, so I'm assuming it's their home. The the dad must have been so pissed when he got arrested. Because he got they got arrested because of this video. Mm-hmm. That's got to be because he didn't look like he knows what TikTok is. They must have been like, "Yeah, your daughter posted a TikTok. What the fuck is that?" He just like what? It's like, dude, he looks so happy while those dogs are being born too. Like he was preening yeah. for his daughter on camera, and this dude is legit crying. I don't think home dog surgery should be a crime. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, that guy, he seemed like he had so much love in his heart. He really did, dude. He was so happy. He was just witnessing the miracle of life. And the other guy, like fucking Cologne, is like, man, I can't believe... I got this many puppies out of this without killing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is awesome. He's just sitting there going, I never got past two before. <laughs> I got paid six fifty. Whoa. Got fucking six, seven dogs out of here. Imagine you went to just some guy. <laughs> so you said you found a price six fifty to two thousand. Five hundred right? to two thousand. Five hundred to two thousand. Okay. So let's assume. <laughs> Because he had to have 650 cash, right? Yeah, it was. It was cash. Okay. 
Um, you call for veterinary. Like, what do you even? This is what's weird. So he. It seems like he must have just gotten the six hundred and fifty dollar quote, and been like, "That sounds." The real crime here is not <laughs> shopping around. <laughs> you know, maybe it was an emergency, Mike. I don't know. May, look, that's well, that's thing. what they're saying. If it's an emergency, then it's two K. Even still, if you go to me, Mike, if I called you. Okay. And I said, Mike, my cat's going to die. I need you to call some veterinarians for me. You need to produce this cat life-saving. Chris, this is your cat's life on the line. You should be making these phone calls. Listen, you're a good producer, so I know you'll make the calls. (laughs) Now, if you called me back (laughs) and you said, look, we could save the cat for two grand. Or I could give, I've been Googling, you know, I was looking it up while I was on the phone with these veterinarians. And I, I think I can do it. I'm going to say 650 bucks, Chris. If you called me and said that, I'd be like, it's at that point at 650 bucks, just put that down and go into debt to the veterinary. It doesn't make any. Like, it's not that much of a difference. Like, if it was 650 bucks, That's a significant difference. It's a significant difference, but it's not... Almost three times as much. Yes, but not. it's not like $650 versus $8,000, which is what I would, like, assume. I thought it would be more expensive than the fucking blockage thing. You know what I mean? Not only that, most veterinarians, I don't know if you... Realize this, Mike, like animals. Did you know that? Yeah, they got a thing for them. They like them. So, like, if you call a veterinarian, you go, hey, I got 650 cash. I know this costs two grand. Can you do something for me? They'll probably go, you got 650 cash. Yes. All right, so no tax on that. No sales tax. And then <laughs> Is there be like- typically sales tax on dog surgery? I, I, I assume all dog surgery is elective. <laughs> no, this is emergency. You don't need C-section. a dog. Mm, fair. No, it's not the apocalypse. I mean, kind of, but not really. Um. So you go. They'll probably be like twelve. All right, look, we'll we'll bill you six hundred, right? So they bill you six hundred, and you either get a payment plan. Or you wait a while and you go, look, I don't have the six hundred. I'll give you three, and boom, there you go, nine fifty for a professional dog C section. Like you just gotta, you gotta wait it out. You don't just go. I only got six hundred. Somebody find me. I have exactly six hundred fifty dollars cash. Somebody cut these puppies out of my dog's cunt. Why would you fucking no? Here's my question. Hmm? Why wouldn't you just do it? Yeah. Also a possibility. <laughs> if I'm going to pay some... Well, it's a C-section, right? So I assume you start uh, from the top, and then you make like a half circle mm-hmm. that's long a little bit, mm-hmm. and you swoop down, kind of like the letter C. Do you know what? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, 
I was thinking he about He was probably this. like, he was like, this guy's name's Cologne. It starts with C. He probably knows how to do this better than I do. That was his whole thought process. No, his name's Cologne. The, the guy's name was Huertos Rivera. How do you trust that guy? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I learned how to eat pussy reading an article in FHM from like when FHM. I was... FHM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From when I was like probably five years too young to be or before I ate my first pussy. You know what I mean? So it's like, in my mind, right, your concept of... Has anybody ever paid you $650 to eat their pussy? No, surprisingly not. It seems well, like your magazine knowledge is probably not that good. My- I wonder where that guy... <laughs> Did they just go, hey, we heard you're a veterinarian, and instead of going, I think you got the wrong place, he just went, yeah, sure. <laughs> he was just like, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. He's like, I got an exacto knife. That's how you do this, right? Mm-hmm. He's 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 got a lighter than an exacto knife to try to fucking sterilize it. Like, here we go. <laughs> no, no anesthetic. Oh, that poor dog. Mm. Yeah, dude, you. the dog was the dog was. You could see like, the dog was very sad. The dog was like, I know I'm about to die. Yeah. Hmm. I really don't like the dog murdering part. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, that's the part I'm most sad about. Mm-hmm. And then also that, that guy crying in jail because he's... Imagine being in jail and knowing when you get out of jail your dog's not going to even be there to <laughs> greet you. <laughs> Instead, you've got your Dude. dumb 15-year-old daughter who puts your crime on the internet. If I do a one-nighter anywhere... And I'm on the way home, and it's like a five-hour drive. I don't think about my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, I'm going to see my cat. It's going to be great. Mm. Scratch her little head, and then she'll walk away. It's going to be awesome. Cat's going to be super happy to see me, not expect anything from me other than some food, maybe a treat or two. And uh, imagine, I can't imagine going to jail having had a dog shortly before going into jail. And then leaving jail and your thought not being like, oh, my dog's going to be so happy to see me. And then just remembering that you yourself killed your dog. Well. With, you know, with help. Yeah. Another gentleman killed The fact that dog. it took two of them to kill a dog, by the way, also. Kind, kind of, of some, a failing of humanity. Yeah, it's kind of some bitch shit, dude. Yeah. These guys are kind of gay. All right, we can move on. The last thing we got to talk about, because I know we're going a little long. Um, we'll get to some of this other stuff next week. But um, I went out on Valentine's Day. You know, restaurants had reopened. I went out to eat with my check, right? Mm-hmm. Um, check was uh, $87. For the two of you? For the two of us. It was just a local place. It was inexpensive. Wow. We got like ramen or something with some appetizers and, uh, you know, a couple of drinks. It was not an expensive meal. You know, it was just right around the corner from the house. We were going on vacation, you know, shortly after. So it was like, yeah, let's be a little good about shit. And um, uh, I gave the guy a $30 tip, which is very generous. But I figure restaurants just opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like $27. that I, I left it in cash in the, in, in the thing. Uh, it was a $27 tip. And the guy... Takes the thing and then brings me back fifteen dollars in, in in the 
checkbook. And I'm looking and I'm going, why did he give me this $15 back? Why did he take $12 on an $87 check? Is that 15%? Is it? Even still, very odd to take 15%. Like, the way you do that, Mike, is you give back all the change or none of the change. Mm. Also, it was in, like, a good amount of small bills. You know what I mean? No. It wasn't, um, it wasn't all, it wasn't like a 50, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was, what, what are we talking about? $27 plus uh, $87, right? Okay. So what does that work out to? 87 plus 27 is 114. Okay. So why, like, so. And he brought back how much? $15, a 10 and a 5, which was, there was a 10 and a 5 in the thing. So it's like he brought me back $15, and I'm looking at him going, I'm looking at this, I'm going, well, my girlfriend's just like, leave, just leave it. And I go, I go, but I don't want him to think I left him $15 on $87 because that's not enough of a tip. That's like a bad tip. That's slightly under 20%, yeah. So, yeah. I don't, but I intentionally left like a, like a, Almost a third of a t- like a third. I just it's just what I had like in, in you know singles. I just like yeah I'll throw a couple. It was, and I'm just like this is a good tip. And I was like I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a good extra tip guy because restaurants just reopened, and I want to like tip this guy well who's probably been hurting, and he gives me this fifty and I'm just going. I, she's like just leave. I was like I don't want to leave here, and he miscounted. And now thinks I'm a shit tipper because he's been out of work for so long and I'm coming in. We were the last table seated. And now I'm the asshole with the bad tip that's one of the last tables on fucking Valentine's Day when I live around the corner from this place. Fuck that. So So I went up to the guy and I go, why'd you give me this back? And he goes, oh, it's fine, and takes it. But I go, I just don't understand why you didn't give me all the change back. This is what I literally full-on Larry Davided this motherfucker. Because yeah. I'm going, you need to acknowledge my good tip. <laughs> okay. And he's going, oh, I just, you know, I didn't ask if you needed change. And I go... But you didn't give me my, you didn't give me my change. And he's going, no, no, no. It's, he goes, he goes, don't worry, it's fine. And I go, and I'm still, right now, it's over a week ago. It's a little over a week ago, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's literally a week ago. Today's Sunday. That's uh... yeah. So it's a week ago, and I'm still furious because that guy either was bad at counting. Because I counted the money three times. I counted 87, and I go, I have exactly, I had 25, and I had a couple more singles. I go, you know what? I'll throw the other two singles in there, because what's the two singles? It's just two singles that I have. I'll just put it in there. Fuck it. $27. And this motherfucker, it's, 
It's perplexing, Mike, because he goes, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And I go, it was fine. It's what? Thank you for the nice tip is the thing. Mm-hmm. So does that guy think I gave him a $15 tip or did he think I was trying to give him a $12 tip? Because I don't like the implication that he thinks I was trying to give him a $12 tip. I mean, that's it's, literally, it's a 31% tip. Yeah, I'm out here. Better than 31%. I'm taking care of people. It's crazy. There's a place that I liked that reopened for the first time since they had reclosed indoor dining. Uh, I wanted to take care of the staff because they were working on Valentine's Day. They probably thought they were going to have it off until two days before when they announced they were going to reopen. These are people that thought they were going to be with their significant others that were then forced to work. And I said, you know what? Let me tip well, because I'm a good person. Okay. And then I was immediately treated like a piece of human garbage. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's just out of practice. At counting? Yeah. How often do you count money? If you All the time. Okay. I do it to relieve stress. It's very... It's a very autistic thing for you to say into a microphone. Um, I... Okay. I don't routinely count a lot of cash, right? You're not a waiter. Exactly, right? This guy also wasn't a waiter for like six weeks. That's not that long to forget how to do your job. I don't know, man. Mike, you were in, uh, where do your parents live? Hilton Head. What? Hilton Head, South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. For how long? Uh, for the pandemic? Yes. Like six weeks. Maybe came a little back. longer. Like you came back. Seven, eight weeks, yeah. And had to produce a radio broadcast. Uh-huh. How'd that go? <sighs> I mean, suboptimal. Did you lose almost half of it? <laughs> I mean, to be... In the shuffle? To be fair. And then make Michael Bisbing feel like he was the asshole? <laughs> no, no. Never once did I make Bisbing feel like the asshole. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But also, Bisbing, Bisbing isn't the customer. Bisbing is my boss, right? So he, he wasn't making his boss feel like an asshole. I have certainly felt made fans feel like the asshole. Why? Just not putting out stuff on time or losing, you know, certain files or needing to, you know, take stuff down and then repost Look, it all right, later. Mike, you're not good at your job. <laughs> That's I'm, beside the point. So I'm taking this, is about this waiter's me. side. You're taking this waiter's side. I mean... Over me, your friend, <laughs> and also employer. All right. Well, to be fair, in that case, I'm taking your side. Look, I mean, yeah, there's no... Maybe there was a minimum tip thing on the sheet you didn't see because of Valentine's Day, and he took out... It's Look, a very weird thing to do to take out $12 <laughs> and give me back... Do you think I need this $15, asshole? You think I'm bad at counting? You think I'm stupid? Okay. You fucking mook. Okay. Well, he didn't. To be fair, right? On his for for seeing it from his point of view, and he might not have wanted to say this to you after you got confrontational with him a little. I bit. didn't get confrontational. I just asked. Okay. Why did you give me this? <laughs> okay. When you ask questions, right? Like I've had. You know this, right? You've had situations before with me where 
you have had to call me and me be like, are you going to hit me the next time I see you when you were just asking for clarification? What was this? I don't remember what this was. Are you, like, you've, you've texted me things before, and I've told you in the past then, like, or, or you called me and asked me a question, because you get very to the point, right? There's no small talk with you. It's just bong, bong, bong. Right? This whole thing has been small talk for two hours. No, 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 no. We're no, talking no, about no. cutting dogs. Yeah. Fuck it, it. We're getting to the point. We're it's small talk. Dealing that was with not the a issues. large dog. No. It was not a Great Dane. <laughs> it was a bulldog. French bulldog. French bulldog. That's a small dog. Small animal. Yeah. Very scary. Bantamweight. Didn't want to be under the knife. Yeah. Um, lightweight. Uh, look, fact of the matter is, Chris, okay, you, you, you do. Do you know that a bantam is a small chicken? No, I did not know that. I looked it up the other day. Okay. This small, furious chicken. Anyway, go ahead. So you have a very confrontational way about you. That's not true. Okay, it's just the way that people... Shut the fuck up! <laughs> it's the way people perceive you. Uh, so I could see him being in a situation where he's like, all right, this guy didn't say whether or not he wanted change, mm-hmm. right? This is an egregious overtip, right? If this is all, because it's like... So what, did he think I was going to leave? On Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. after having a nice dinner, mm-hmm. realize I had overtipped, come back and beat him to death. No, I think that he thought, right? Uh, this guy, this guy probably put too much money in here, right? But Let me... then you give back all of the change. You no, don't take the. You don't take a little. <laughs> this is where I have the issue. He wanted it's... to secure the fifteen percent tip, just in case. So then this is what I'm saying, Mike. This is the implication that I'm a retard that this guy did. Was just like, I'm going to give him back some of this money, but if I give him back all this money, he's too stupid to count it again. And he's just going to show, like, why would I not open, like, it would just, I would just try. Here's the thing. Didn't even say thank you when I gave him the book back. So I still don't know. Whether or not that guy thinks I gave him that good tip or not. And I'm fucking livid about it. Well, did you go over the numbers with him? I did not. Well, that's on you then. Uh, you think I should have been like, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, pal. Yeah, I would have broken it down. I literally would have gone, well, explain this to me, right? Because you didn't, you gave I, me back. No, but I did, I did kind of, I, all I did was, I didn't say the numbers. No, I, I, just said, I would have gone. I just said, why did you give me some money back? And he goes, what do you mean? I goes, I was just like, why did you take some money? And he goes, no, nah, it's fine. And I go, what do you mean it's fine? And now, mind you, as you said, I have a confrontational nature. <laughs> which, <laughs> when you say things like, what do you mean it's fine? Well, that's the thing, is what do you, what do you, there's an What impl- do you mean it's fine? Here's the thing. Huh. This conversation, here, he, here's, here's where I get annoyed. This is a generalization about the way I look and sound and act. And that's <laughs> unfair. That's unfair because all no, of no. this, all of this coming out of a small Jew, hilarious and charming. No, it's never this and a, annoying. When Larry David does it, it's cringeworthy. This is a literal, this is a Larry David. Con- what do you mean it's fine? That's what I'm saying. But when I do it, it there's an implicit threat of violence. Yeah. That's racist. It's not racist. You're the same race. Racist. <laughs> no. All right. What it is is you. You're. You have a very aggressive way about you. That's I'm not gonna, true. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you had maybe a beer or two while you were at dinner. 
I had two beers. Okay. I know you on two beers. Right. Right now you're on three. Four. Getting a little loose. Look, I'm just going to say this. Uh, I had two beers with dinner. It was okay. Valentine's Day. What do you mean it's fine? No, no. What do you mean it's fine? It was fine. No, no that's not what I did. It's not what I did, Mike. I go. <laughs> I just go, what do you mean it's fine? That's all I did. Mm. Now, I know that if I go beyond that on Valentine's Day with my girlfriend, because we weren't going to go out to dinner at all, and then she just goes one of these. Should we go out? Because we, we were going away. And then... Uh, uh, so she got a trip and a dinner for Valentine's Day? This fucking broad. What? Yeah. And I didn't punch a waiter. <laughs> I am the best boyfriend in the world, Mike. Um, no, but I know it's Valentine's Day. We're at dinner, which we weren't supposed to go to, whatever. She just goes, well, should we go out for dinner? And I go, I mean, sounds like a thing I have to pay for, but sure. Uh, so we go, and uh, I know that if I, because I'm already going to her, I'm going, why did he give me this money back? And she's going, what are you going to do a thing? And I go, I don't know what that means. <laughs> this, this Tell her it's going to be fine. It seemed, I, I go, I go, don't worry, it'll be fine, <laughs> but I got to say something. Look, here's the thing. We all do the thing where you wait for the person to look at you before you put a dollar in the bucket, the tip bucket. Nobody just indiscriminately throws money into a tip bucket. You, you maybe do it if the guy's purposely not turning around. Right? But... You want? I don't know. I don't. I don't. If you it's want, a bucket situation, I'm generally not tip. I don't have. All right, that you're kind of money. an asshole. I'm not an asshole. I'm poor. I'm like dangerously poor. Fine, but it's the kind of thing where it's like <laughs> literally, I couldn't afford to eat dinner last night. What What is happening? <laughs> I had to fucking take an Uber to Lewis's because I I fell asleep and dirt, I was supposed to be pretty. I was an hour late to produce Gomez watches Seinfeld. I lost like. 20 bucks produced in that show last week. This last week. <sighs> All right. So, no, I'm not fucking putting a dollar in a tip bucket. If it's a bucket situation, I'm not putting that but dollar you, in. All right, but you get what I'm saying. If you're going to put the dollar in, because most people are like you and won't, mm-hmm. if you're going to put money in the bucket, you want the guy to see you put the dollar in the bucket. Okay. Right? I'll take your word for it. Look, if you, if a guy's playing music on the subway and you throw him a nickel, right? Because mm-hmm. you might do that. Yeah. Because you don't like nickels weighing down your pockets. <laughs> no, dude. I gotta, so, gotta stay. But mobile. you want to make eye contact with that guy playing the bucket drum. No. You're just tossing a nickel in there. Yes. You need credit. No. What do I need credit? I need credit for a nickel. I want to. I, I want this nickel credit. out of my I life. I wanted credit for my fat tip. That was a fat tip. So why wouldn't you explain to him? No, sir. You don't understand. Right, the bill was eighty-seven dollars. No, it was it was in this weird <clears throat> nebulous range, this weird thing of he wasn't quite giving me enough information to keep pushing without pissing off my girlfriend. You know what I mean? Because if I kept pushing, I would have been embarrassing her. You understand? I don't. I don't I, look, if you're willing to make it a thing, you've already crossed the Rubicon of pissing off your girlfriend, right? Cause she, no, I didn't make it a big thing. I know you're thinking I did a whole thing. No, but I'm saying the I was moment, like, hey, asshole. No, I don't think you went, hey, asshole. Right? That's, that's cartoonish for you. Right? What I'm saying is the moment she goes, are you going to do a thing? And you say, eh, it's not going to be a big deal. It's like you're, you're already pot committed at that point. At least get your message across. 
I'm pretty sure I got my message across. I don't I think don't... you did. I think that guy thinks you gave him a $15 tip on an $87 bill. Fuck him. Right? That that money's probably in the register. What a dick. Well, at no. least it went to help the business. Yeah, sure. I'm fucking mad, Mike. It was a bad Valentine's Day is all I'm saying. I don't, I don't get how you don't just say, no, sir, I want to break down the percentages for you. This is... Because it seems fucking really Say weird. Say you you took less than a fifteen percent tip out for I yourself. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get as it as the all. mandatory minimum, and then left the rest of the onus on me. Well, why would you do that? Yeah, it was very strange. It's a strange thing. All right, so I just I at this point I really just want you to admit that I'm not completely insane. Well, you're not completely insane, but I do, I do think it's you are insane for not at least broaching the subject to be like. Why would you take out the bare minimum of a tip? Like, mate, like I genuinely would think that this guy didn't understand and did the math wrong and wow. under, like, sold his own tip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the approach I would take to make it not a big thing. Be like, look, I want to make sure you get all your money. There is twelve dollars missing from my change. Mm-hmm. I just want to find out: did that go in your pocket or is it in the register? Yeah, I was so weirded out by the whole situation. It just. I guess I'm just, I'm just gonna have to burn that place to the ground. <laughs> I'm gonna buy gas and rags that I'll use uh, thanks to our sponsorship. They'll uh, afforded us that at this vinylgraph.com. You go to vinylgraph.com, B I N Y L G R A F dot com. Use the promo code Chris1. You're gonna get 10% off your order of custom graffiti vinyl stickers that you could slap on the wall wherever you want them. But this has been the whole show, Mike. We're gonna call it quits. Thank you, Vinyl Graph. Thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for being here since the beginning. Oh, go follow me at Chris from BKLYN on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Mike the M Harrington on Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a review on iTunes. And here's the thing. If you need some tipping advice or dog surgery advice, what are some other advice we can give people, Mike? Um advice on seducing your husband. All sorts of things. Been there, done that. You go to uh, askthegoon at gmail.com. Um, people have asked me uh, why you suck so much. Uh, I don't reply to those. You should. I should? I mean, I want to know why. Mm, that's true. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll broach that subject next week. Mm. Askthegoon at gmail.com. Good night. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Say good.
Little girl.